maybe he, you know, the ghost comes back every 10 years, like, you know, like the Loch Ness Monster or like Slender Man or, honestly, I'm just making this fucking shit up. I don't know. We did this. My friends and I. Hey, no, don't say that. Chloe wanted to film me saying the voodoo curse that brought Victor Crowley back way back when. We couldn't figure out how to say it, so I pulled up all these videos on YouTube that had all these losers in their mom's basement saying the curse. Maybe that's what brought him back. I Maybe YouTube brought Victor Crowley back from the dead. Do you even hear yourself? I got a YouTube channel. If anybody's interested, it's called Chillin' with Dylan. I got 86 subscribers. Well, 85 now. Vic Victorious. Crowley! <laughs> Vic Victorious. Crowley! Dude, you made that like a rock remix. I was going that for was like. pretty fucking sick, man. Isn't that a Biggie song? I think they made it way after his death. Mm. Like for the movie. No, because that's yeah, Notorious. Victor Crowley, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of Notorious, but it's Vic Victorious. And then you throw in the little Crowley. Crowley. Yeah. <laughs> He's that's, back, that's man. That's a kick-ass theme song, dude. He is back. Like, actually back this time. He's back in better than ever. Is he a little bit more black? Could we say that? I mean, because he is interracial. Oh, shit. So... I always forget that, dude. That's just a crazy lore thing that, like, they don't really I mean, mention. It's quite vital to his character. I mean, you would think. I mean, I but I don't know. Man. Maybe that's where he got all the swag from. <laughs> he does like exude exaggerated swagger of like a black teenager because yeah. he never got to fully grow up. So he's not like a unsure of himself, like goofy white, full white killer. You know, like kind of like <laughs> I don't know. Not like doing paintings and self portraits and shit. No, dude, he's got yeah. merch. He's got confidence, dude. He's, he's got expanding. swagger. But I will say he is the most unsure we've seen him. I don't know. He might have lost a step. Something about it, dude. When you die and get resurrected, he got like resurrected oh. a little bit of a bitch. You think he loses a little bit of himself every time? Well, I mean, I guess I'd, I'd have to say so. Yeah, man. I mean, because like I don't know. This ain't like peak Crowley for sure. We're not in peak. Oh, definitely not. You know, this is kind of like the prelude to, and it, it's so weird to think about. This movie came out in 2017, right? Yeah. It has been five years almost since this movie came out. Yeah. I mean, because didn't the other movies have like only a three year kind of break? Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I might be tripping though, because I wasn't two and three or two and four, or sorry, three and four, like a five year difference. No. Well, this is the fourth one. Yeah. So what didn't yeah. three come out in like 2012 though? I think it was 2013. Oh. So they're okay. all within like three or four years. But this is the biggest gap. The people yeah. were clamoring, dude. <laughs> all right, let me give you a little breakdown of. Victor Crowley self self titled yes. album. Yeah, we gotta we gotta talk about just what what goes on in this that. Well, picks him weaker. The release date is twenty seventeen August twenty seventeen, like its premiere. Okay, so we're you know just shy of five months from fifth year anniversary of this movie. We're in uh modern times. 
Uh, yeah, were the other films not supposed to be modern? No, no. But it is it, interesting that this is a different take because this is 10 years. And in their movie world, they kind of timed it up cool because I had forgot the first one, two, and three are all within this three days. So this yeah. is 10 years from then in the movie time, but also in our time because it'd be 2007 to 2017. So like technically all three happened in 2007. All lined up now finally, yeah. Yeah. So That's kind of crazy. Maybe that was the plan because it timed up perfectly. <laughs> um, The runtime is... It says an hour 22. It's actually like an hour 16. It's short. Because yeah, there's like six minutes of credits or one minute of a post credit scene, but then back to credits. So like five minutes of credits. Yeah, it's, it's short. Yeah, um, I wanted to say it was the second shortest, that being three being the shortest. But I think is this one top the cake? This one feels the shortest. It feels real short. An hour 16. That's that's short. It like jumps straight into like the heat of the action like after like 10 minutes i'd say right i mean which is cool with me if you're going you know if you're looking at the fourth one you should know but honestly though you might i doubt it really happens but you could have just come across the, across this movie especially on like Tubi, and not knowing there's three others because it's not it doesn't say hatchet four on it yeah so it's surprising they don't give any backstory or any of that which i'm cool with though kind of do a little candlelight they literally just talk about his origin and then that's it yeah, it wasn't like the third one when they were just like, yeah, there was a little boy. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Such a fucking dick. That uh, that I had mad respect great. for. <laughs> I'm trying to get, like, I didn't even get a synopsis. But yeah, I mean, we could honestly just wing the synopsis. It's literally, it's 10 years after the events of the original movie, Victor Crowley is mistakenly resurrected and proceeds to kill once more. How is he resurrected? Because of the YouTube video, dude. YouTube brought him Oh, back. shit. I forgot yeah, about the YouTube angle. survivor of a 2007 massacre, Andrew Young is forced to return to the Honey Island Swamp only to find that the murderer, Victor Crowley, has been resurrected accidentally. So they could bring this back with TikTok. Oh, my God. Well, no, he's... Technically, I mean, he didn't die by his dad's ashes again, so he's not going to be dead forever. Because remember, he got sawed in half. Wasn't there Vine in uh, 2017? No, I want to say 2016. When did Vine die? We got to look that up, dude. Bro, I still love Vine. Add to the kill count of this movie? I stay on Vine. Check us out on Vine. Bro, it's a good bit. Well, it's just funny that Vine could die because it's actually the exact same thing as TikTok. Like, actually the exact same. Unless, uh, I think TikTok's going to be a little bit longer, I guess. They can be three minutes now, dude. Oh, well, speaking of pedophile, that's why I'm not on TikTok. I would feel like a pedophile <laughs> being on TikTok. I remember when, what was before TikTok? It was called something else. Musically. Uh, musically. Yeah, I would get all those ads on YouTube. Did you ever see uh, those? <laughs> Bro, yeah, it would be like a, like a thirteen year old like dance. I'm like, what the fuck is this, dude? And I just keep As getting download it. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I love this app, dude. What the dude, fuck is it? Two all over again. What the fuck? It's so weird. Though. I've never seen that. Like, I don't even know how they got away. It was like creepy as fuck, and they were blasting ads. Like every YouTube video had that ad for like months, and then you awesome. never hear about it again. And then it's mm-hmm. TikTok. Vine died in 2016. It was shut down. 
So a yeah. year after this movie, the came feds out, got it. You know, uh, Adam Green actually uh, had a, like a little tribute at the end of the credits. I don't know if you saw Divine IP TikTok. Yeah, Divine. <laughs> oh shit! I said TikTok. Oops. <laughs> well, that'll come soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> The good old days. I think, yeah, I think the feds were on to Vine. They're like, wow, they single-handedly massacred comedy. Take it down. <laughs> we got they a voice. ruined our culture as, like, a human race. Yeah. We have no more patience built into us. It, honestly, I feel like, because was there something before Vine, or was Vine really just kind of, because didn't Twitter have, like, a time limit for videos you could post? Probably. I mean, Instagram. I think did they do videos in response to Vine, or they yes. made their videos longer or something? They, well, cause Snap. Okay, dude, this is gonna be messy, man. This is like some. Oh yeah, you got Snapchat, Warhammer, fucking lore, like forty Warhammer forty K kind of shit. Where it's like, okay, Snapchat wasn't called Snapchat originally, right? Wasn't it called like something else? It was always Snapchat like, as long as I knew it. Before like Facebook bought it. What? I don't think Facebook bought Snapchat, did they? Did they not? Or who bought Snapchat like the first year it came out? Was it Facebook or was it um Google? I don't know. Snapchat's don't been around a really while, Google. dude. I think it was around like when I was in high school. It's been around a long time. Speaking I, of which, I know it's prehistoric. Uh, but let me see here. These things are all phasing out, like. I, I need to get rid of my Snapchat. Like, I don't even know I have that. Who uses Snapchat? Unless you're trying to send nudes. <laughs> Snapchat? It's still got the nudes game unlocked because it goes away. Yeah. So technically, like, it's Snapchat. It's smart, dude. Well, you can screenshot, though, now. Well, you always could, but it would let you know. Yeah. That you screenshotted my nude. I saw you do that, dude. Don't like, think what I is the see point that. of that? Is it just to kind of catch someone in 4K? Or I guess like... That's kind of funny. Like 720p? Like what other app has it? Like that would be that would cause chaos. Imagine if like text everything sent like, oh, they screenshotted this. <laughs> yeah, because you know like how you can disable like messages are read by you yeah. on uh, iPhone? Yeah, because I turned that shit off right away. Yeah, you could expose some people, dude, every time. If someone says some goofy shit and you like screenshot it and send it to your friend, like look what they said. <laughs> You need to make that would be a killer app, dude. An app like that runs in the background and it tells you every time someone screenshotted you. That that would be pretty crazy. That'd yeah. be dope. Anyways, Victor Crowley. Cool guy. Yeah, so yeah, back to him. Talking about screenshots, dude. Let me give you a little tagline. Oh, please. Return to his swamp. <laughs> All right. You know. We'll give it a pass. I really want to see, you know, like how uh, Candyman versus Leprechaun was canceled and, you know, stuff like that after just the racist tweets in its own. Yeah. Do we really got to fucking bring like Shrek into the Victor Crowley universe? Holy that shit. That would be a fucking WWE Smackdown. Man. And they're constantly pulling each other into like Shrek's pulling him into the animated world. He's pulling him into like the real world. <laughs> Dude, it could honestly be like No Way Home, just different fucking... Or no, that new Doctor Strange movie. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fighting different dimensions and shit. Yeah, like punching it, each into other. Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. That would be... Into the track for Into the Swamp-Verse. Fucking Vic Crowley teams up with Lord Farquaad. And, and then, then like Shrek stabs him in the back. Swamp thing from DC Comics. Oh, shit. Who else is in the Dude. Swamp? 
<laughs> bro, we got give me five. Yo, more. homies, we got in the swamp. Let's get a quick shout out to all my boys in the swamp. Swamp boys. I all got right. swamp ass. That's like, huh? Swamp ass. I got swamp ass for that counts. Bro, we all got swamp. Everyone's got a little bit of swamp ass. Gotta wash their ass, dude. Than others. You know, that's how you can honestly tell the difference between like a born local Florida man and someone who just moved down. Uh, yeah, the swamp like, nuts. The swamp ass, yeah, no, yeah. like the humidity in your ass crack can identify like a Florida man, like instantly, dude. Yeah, like that fermented, nasty. Yeah, no, aged like fine wine, like ancient, <laughs> runic tunnels. I but, will say, but, in terms of this movie poster, though, just because I'm looking at it, it's actually pretty sick. Oh yeah, because he's like got the axe. He looks kind of photoshopped in there, but like with the plane on fire behind him, it looks pretty dope. He kind of looks like uh, almost doesn't even look human. At, well, <laughs> he's that's a rough pick. I will say that's a rough angle. Like they caught him kind of, you know, like he's not fat, but they took him in a in a way that makes him kind of look fat. So I'd be pissed if I was him. You kind of get like, you know, a lot of people, you know, hot take or not. People are into side boob and shit. We got side gut. We got side swamp gut here. <laughs> SG, I think we should call it. And what is it about overalls that could easily make you kind of look like you uh, maybe have Down syndrome or something equivalent? <laughs> Vicky started it, man. I don't want to, like, yeah, you look kind of, because it's just like, I don't know if it's like my own prejudice of like, I just think you have a lesser IQ because like you can't even handle putting on separate clothes. You I mean, overalls need. are just so easy, man. It's like the optimal clothing option you can have on. Like you literally just jump into them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like it, like I I don't know what he needs all the pockets for because overalls they got pockets, dude. He's got a whole bunch. He's you know he's probably got some snacks, some bolts. He lives in the swamp, man. Like he's got some bait. He's got some worms. Speaking got all of kinds bait, of wrangly little critters. Huh? He's being tricky in this one. He's bait. Oh, yeah. See, he's fishing, bro. He calls that fishing. <laughs> dude, That's also notable. Back to the first movie. No fucking gators, dude. We only got a gator in one, three, and that's it. We didn't get one in two? Even like a shot of one? We had to. No, I don't think so. Bro, run the tape back. Because three is like the kill with the gator. Well, yeah, that's, I mean. And then one has just like an ankle bite from a gator. I think two doesn't have any gators. Even, I feel like it at least has a shot of one. Like, there's actually no gators in this one. <laughs> yeah, they just, well, we get a fucking swamp snake, dude. No, that's just a water snake. <laughs> dude, different. He's been chugging <laughs> swamp water since he came out of the egg. Yeah. He's I bred different. I thought that was a, I didn't like that choice, man. But I, I actually might have a theory why. I'll get into it in a little a bit. More elevated choice, dude. I'm looking back at this, and I really don't think I've seen this one. At all. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Um, I think by It's this so time, weird to me, because when I see this like uh, poster for the movie, I, something about it, and I don't know if it's ahead of its time, or it's right in the cusp of like that sort of cheesy movie poster like where you'll have blue light mixed with the red light and then like the main antagonist in the middle with like red text yeah I, like, get... I mean i i have to have some sources though to back that up because i could just it sounds like i'm talking on my ass but definitely low like, i know what you're saying 
yeah it's not the most like creative out of the other posters it looks uh very friday the 13th at least maybe just the text uh it's kind of got an older 80s vibe a little bit yeah i mean i it's funny how you don't even realize too because this movie is just really short like the entirety of it is kind of set in an airplane yeah you know what i was gonna say not to derail us, but I don't know what you said that just reminded me of this. Oh, maybe because I mentioned Friday the 13th. You know what kind of throws me off about Hatchet? Well, I don't know if it's bad or good, but like it doesn't, even though Friday the 13th, there's a million of them. Halloween, etc. There's a bunch of them. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. There's so many of them. And it's a callback to that era. But like all of those, they have a similar format, but they try to do something different. Even if they get a little nutty with it. Hatchet mm-hmm. doesn't really do that. It doesn't. Yeah, it's this movie definitely felt very like narrow, like very tunneled yeah. in terms of focus, because it really is just they're stuck in an airplane. And I'm kind of disappointed, like, and we'll talk about it later, but they like kill off three characters just right off the bat with nothing like like no sauce. What do you mean? No sauce like no, no pizzazz. Yeah, like, 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 I mean, just like no sauce, bro. Like lukewarm reception for me. So, like, the makeup artist just flies through a door and dies. Like that. I mean, he just dies like that. Wait, are you talking about the opening or after? Talking about no, 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 no. After I love the opening. The opening was. I was gonna say. I was like, holy shit! It was actually gruesome, dude. (laughs) Holy shit! No, I'm talking about like, uh, uh. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't getting too far ahead of the. I think I'll talk oh, yeah, about okay. the when we get there. I, I don't want to sidetrack too far. At the end, we should rate them our, and one, two, three, four, like which is our favorite to yeah. least favorite. Are we going to do it in this episode or are we going to yeah. try to do it for a condensed episode? I mean, we could just do it at the end. What do you think? Uh, your call. Either way. I mean, I all the movies are kind of fresh in my mind. So Yeah, we'll try to wrap it up. Maybe our favorite kill. Through an extended cut of this episode. Yeah. All right. So. For the final time, the night will soon be upon us. Who's ready to do some haunting, huh? <laughs> the night will soon be upon us. The spirits of the damned are on the rise. Let's get our souls on the move, my friends. This kind of like blew my mind when I saw the budget. Did you happen to see it? No, I haven't. Is it? higher than it feels don't look did you okay, already see I'm, it? I'm not gonna look but do you have a guess i'm gonna say it's is it like i would personally say is it like five digits or is it like six digits just like a ballpark for me can you give me that well all of them so far have been seven digits yeah but i'm not telling you how many digits Cause this this one you could trick me to like be like low low, it's real low. It's one hundred sixty five thousand. Okay, six digits. All right, but that's crazy. I mean, we're operating on a tenth of the budget as the previous three. That's it. Nuts. It does explain a lot, but at yeah. the same time, though, I mean, this movie does really well with some of the kills that they do give us. Oh, for sure. It actually yeah. changed my I was like, oh shit, wow. 
at a tenth of the budget. Damn, I mean, mm. it still goes pretty ham and like some of the practical effects. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's good and bad, but I was like, wow, it's kind of uh, I wonder what the shift. I mean, it's only been four years since the last one, but maybe people are hatching it out. I don't know. This does have like the quote unquote longest. Well, no, not this from three to four, not really, but four will have like the farthest kind of like time skip or time gap between another movie. They they definitely look like they're what's it called wanting to do another one. Oh, like currently, yeah, just purely from the yeah currently because just from the really? ending. Oh yeah, absolutely. You saw the oh. post credit scene, right? Oh okay, I get yeah, but I felt horror movies always always do that. Yeah. Well, but they kind of do it more so like the like the killer comes back, not like the survivor being like cock shotgun gets ready to. There was something after uh, that. No, no, but just oh. uh, the whole um, I almost called her Sally. The whole <laughs> Same idea. Of, uh, Mary Beth. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, the openings there, but they always do that. I mean, mm-hmm. but I'm sure, you know, wasn't he working on? Adam Green, because we're going back to Adam Green. Uh, he always wrote all of them, I think, but he's back to directing on this one. But he's doing like big shit now, I think. When we look, is he really? Oh, maybe not. No shade, but maybe not. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing. I thought for some reason I thought he was doing a movie currently, but I must be tripping. Um. Yeah, so he's back to writing and directing. Um, actors, we got Kane Hodder, of course, is back. He's in all of them. And uh, Perry Shen is like main character in this one. Yeah, for real. It's Andrew. It really grows on you, man. He really becomes like the face of Hatchet in a way. Like, I, I really like him. I was a little bit worried that they were going to kill him off this movie. I'm surprised they didn't. Yeah, I like the entire time. I'm like, they have to. Like, I'm like, yeah. it, it, I just see it coming. But as we got like closer and closer to the end of the runtime, I'm like, wait, there's no way. Like, what's gonna happen? Yeah, but then but you I, think, like, I think he really is just a fan favorite now. Like, he basically mm-hmm. has to be in him. It kind of sucks that he got <laughs> pigeonholed now, though. As like now he has to be this Andrew guy. It would be funny to bring yeah. him back somehow and be someone else. Like I still think, I would, yeah, it would just be silly. Every movie he dies and just comes back as a different returning character, right? Or it, just a different character returning actor. It would be even funnier if they still did it in the next one, if there is one. Oh, I like, mean, it's, complete... it's weird because there's a trend. It's every four years, and I wonder if COVID was the reason why they didn't make Hatchet in 2021. I don't know, man. You're talking about a tenth of the budget as the last one. But I I could be tripping because regardless of budget, like people want that fucking movie. People love Hatchet. Yeah, I feel like at least end off on the fifth one because that's kind of like where the quote unquote finale. Like, the evil dies tonight. I like though if they're going with the whole classic movie, like don't do Victor Crowley. Like make the next one Hatchet Five. Like keep, yeah, let's go up to Hatchet Nine. Like that's throwback horror. You know, I hate that. That would be great. No movie does that anymore. Like, fuck, I hate it. <laughs> I Do feel like, well, because we're probably just at such a day and age where people won't understand, like, outside of the horror movie community, just be like, bro, they got a fucking fourth hatchet. Like, bro, relax. But that's the thing. Who is going to go see Hatchet 4 that's not like a diehard hatchet fan? 
And it's not even in theaters. It's very deterring for people outside to hear, like, yo, you want to watch Hatchet 6? It just came out, and they're like, no. But it's never in theaters. So the only people who are going to see it are going to be fans. Shudder needs to give us some money, dude. Let's get a Hatchet 5 going. Come on, Shudder. Get some clout. Yeah. Yeah, Get some House of a Thousand Horrors clout. We have House of a Thousand Horrors. We support Shudder, though. Let's be clear. Absolutely. That and Tubi. Oh, Tubi? Yeah. I was trying to think of something clever to say or about to be with man to be or not to be. No, nope. Um, nope. That we got some new characters. Somebody blew we my mind, them. dude. So Dave Sheridan as Dylan, kind of mullet guy. <laughs> I love Dave Sheridan. Holy shit! Didn't even recognize <laughs> what he's from. Now a lot of these I recognize. Didn't know how he's fucking Officer Doofy in the original scary movie. Yeah, talk about iconic in horror in a weird way yeah right fucking love that I fucking guy love the ending to scary movie one just because of that like that yes. scene is just fucking i love that that's like so not <laughs> pc now well, almost none of scary movie is now but mm-hmm. like so fucking funny and it still holds up like shit goes hard officer goofy. goofy yeah officer goofy just because he looks like david arquette <laughs> but I think he is like an actual improv actor like uh Dave Sheridan because I saw like credits from like Second City, which is like a famous improv theater troupe um, in really? Chicago. Yeah, so he is like an actual comedic actor. He's also in Haunted House and Haunted House Two, which are the Waynes brothers, you know, they did scary movie and they also yeah. you know, that's their new like parody of like paranormal activity and all those kind of like new age movies. Yeah, yeah. I think I've I saw the first one. Haunted House, one or two. I don't know if I've seen all the first one, but I remember what I did see was really silly still. Okay. <laughs> but like funny, like, but just so silly, like with that same as scary movie. Mm-hmm. They do like, like that's a bygone era too. Like ridiculous, silly shit. I love that. You kind of get a little bit of it back from like the editor from 2014, but it is a yeah. dying art. But it's not mainstream. Like back then, like silly oh, yeah, was like, mainstream. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I'm, I'm off my Rick and Morty high, dude. I I grew out of that phase. You know me. I'm character development. You wow, know? see what happens, dude. Doesn't matter how great of something you create. It like doesn't matter how smart, clever people are. Like can't out. I love Rick that and Morty, shit. dude. But then too many people catch on. It's like that's some basic bitch shit. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Can't win. dude. Um, what else we got about him? Oh, he was also in Devil's Rejects. Little Rob Zombie. Wait, really? Reference. Dave Sheridan? Yeah, he was one of the cops. Really? And he was a bubble boy, dude. He was blowing up in 2001. He had a great time. That whole time frame, he was in a bunch of stuff. Late 90s, early 2000s. Bubble boy, isn't that like? That's a Jake Gyllenhaal, like, dude, kid's, like, stuck in a bubble. Yeah, because he, like, has a really weak immunity or whatever. Like, he's allergic to everything. Yeah, he's basically every Gen Z kid. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, dude. Yeah, I'm taking shots. All right, dude, there goes, like, that, what, 1,400 download? Shit, bro. See ya. (laughs) What do I want to be ya? All right, who else we got? Um... (laughs) All right, moving on. All right, cut that out. Felissa Rose as yeah. Kathleen fucking blew my mind that I didn't recognize her. She's Angela from the original Sleepaway Camp. That blew my mind because I was thinking at the end, I was like, wow, dude, maybe because of the budget, that's why they didn't really have any like iconic 
characters he looked like extremely familiar to me and i i just couldn't put my fucking finger on it for the longest i had to cheat i had to look it up blew my mind i was like oh my of course once i saw it, i'm like oh of course dude how did i not recognize that <laughs> uh which we'll have to do sleepaway camp series at some point like without a doubt um but yeah that's her biggest thing guess what also gonna be a terrifier too Wait, really? Yes, dude. Dude, when yeah. the fuck is that movie going to come out? Because it says it's coming out 2022, and I am... I don't know. We're just keep hyping it. viciously waiting for that, man. We're, like, hyping it. We're finding out more and more, and it's just tickling our taint, dude. Dude, I, the devil's driveway is <laughs> putting in the work, man. I'll tell you what, dude. <laughs> uh, what else? She's Dude, I don't know. Like, the past five years, she's had a real glow up as the kids say she's fucking <laughs> what do you mean by that <laughs> like i don't know where she doesn't really have any credits like but like out of the last like five years dude especially like movies that are in post-production like the list that like she's doing a lot of like low budget horror stuff like lilith as, and like no like uh, if you keep looking test. there's a whole bunch of movies that are about to be coming out like oh really i don't know if she's working with shutter as like a producer or something for some of these movies um it has her as uh, like associate producer or something on Joe Bob's Haunted Drive-In, which is a Shutter show. Um, oh, she's in that one movie we were looking at, uh, like Krampus. a few months back. What? Krampus: The Devil Returns. Oh no, not that masterpiece. No, Rootwood. Rootwood. I've never heard of yeah, that. Yeah, I remember we we saw that, and it it looked like a uh, like a Native American inspired like horror movie of like a haunted woods, and I think it was on oh. net. Netflix has like I think it looks like a Wendigo on the front cover or at least the skull of one wow that's scary that's kind of spooky man there's like a whole Wendigo TikTok thing too isn't there you heard about that Wendigo TikTok yeah it sounds TikTok's a wild place man it's a real wild west fucking cryptids whatever this Lilith movie is which she is Lilith in that movie, so she's a big part of oh, it. Oh, she plays main character? Yeah, it looks... Oh, it's an anthology. I was going to say, what... Just the poster looks creepy. Yeah. We should watch that at oh. some point. Ooh, not the greatest rating. But hey. Okay, what... Alright, I think I got spoiled. But fucking shout out. The fact that she's not like, wow, what a great pull like, to have her in a movie. I was like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. So, it, like with a lot of these, I look them up after, and I'm like, "Damn!" It actually makes me like it and respect it more. But that's Harry Fire too, dude. I mean, just I for mean, that, she's a big character. She's second build on it. I'm surprised, personally. Moving a little bit onward. Well, I hold didn't... up, Damien Leone casted fucking Felissa Rose. That's dope. Okay, let's move on. All right, well, of course, dude. But beyond that, your favorite impractical Joker is in this Bro, fucking that movie. That blew my mind too. I'm trying to think. All I do is use a comedy actor. I'm like, where do I know this dude from? Oh, Ryan you Clint. didn't like immediately recognize him? Oh, I immediately was like, I can't wait to look this up because like I can't believe I don't know what he's from. Like I yeah, like I know him. I was like, I'm gonna feel so dumb when I look it up. I was not thinking impractical Jokers. I was what trying to think of what movie. More like kind of. A movie? I'm like, what movie? I'm like, this guy, like, 
instantly recognized like he was the most recognizable to me but i just mm. couldn't figure out what it was and i was not even thinking that i'm like oh my gosh of course huge respect to brian quinn but i'll be real he was the absolute last person in my mind who would ever do a movie like this well a lot of those dudes are edgy um what's his name i saw uh why can't i think of the other impractical sal i think his name is sal, sal something yeah. he does like i think he's doing stand-up comedy now but like i've saw him like at a comedy show with like people who are like very edgy he isn't but like i think you know they just get on tv they can't really like actually curse or anything so mm-hmm. you think yeah. of them as squeaky clean but i think they're probably pretty edgy dudes <laughs> pretty edgy guys um yeah i know sal is uh he reminds me of my uh digital filmography teacher and it, it's so weird it's like you want to blow it's jarring yes Burn. yes he is fucking looking sweet for 45 <laughs> wow what a group of four dads i know yeah. right even the jokes is like this should call it four dads four dads Dude. laughing that should be the name of their new show james murray He's 45. They don't... They, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're all 45, right? They're all the same age. One's 46. Yeah, that's that's Brian Quinn. Imagine being 45 and just watching it, laughing at your friends making fart jokes in a mall. That's the life, dude. That That's the life we missed. We could have had that. Fuck, I'm jealous. They I think those dudes them. are, like, super paid. Not even kidding. Like, I think what, they made oh, a made, shit yeah. ton of money. I was going to say super based, man. They're... <laughs> whatever. No, like I'm shit on Impractical Jokers. I think it's a little bit of a are you easy target, That's, but it is like I've seen it. Like I mean, it, it's my guilty pleasure. I love watching that shit. It's yeah, just it's, it's great. Bad. It's kind of goofy. Yeah. It's boys being boys. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. They have so much money. They don't need to be doing shit like this. It said that um, he like Adam Green was just a huge fan of Impractical Jokers. And Adam Green was so delighted to learn that Brian Quinn was a Hatchet fan, he specifically wrote the role of Austin for Quinn to play. Oh, that's so dope. So that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Austin, I, I, I figured he must have either had like really deep connection with like the horror community or at least really liked Hatchet to just hop on this project. He's got it. If he's like into Hatchet, he's, he's got to be like a hardcore horror fan. Probably. Or maybe he's just probably picked it up because it's a horror comedy and maybe he's just a Comedy I will say, dude, guru. this one was funny. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it was good. One of the funny. I feel like the highlight for me personally was just Dylan, uh, Dave Sheridan. Oh, yeah, he was great. He, he was great, yeah. It was. Um, One of my favorite lines was that they called um Andrew, like, the O.J. Simpson of, what's that, Sugar Swamp or whatever, Honey Swamp? Oh, when, uh, when Crystal Joy Brown called... Yeah. Uh, uh sabrina yeah she when called, sabrina called uh andrew young i forgot his character's name for a minute yeah you're the oj simpson of the what is it the oh, i forgot the like, bayou bayou butcher no they call it's called honey something swamp or something oh yeah honey honeyside swamp or honey island honey island swamp honey yeah yeah called him the oj simpson <laughs> and he's just like having to agree with her she's just shitting on him He's like, no, whoa, no, 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 what? <laughs> Actually, everybody's shitting on him, or publicists, like, everybody. All that yeah, stuff was funny. That's kind of funny, because, strangely enough, that kind of almost feels like what would happen in real life if you survived such a massacre, being the only survivor. Yeah, this one went, um, 
very like almost stab like with scream kind of like very self-aware like mm-hmm. that because if something this massive actually happened in real life like it would be a big news event people will know about it. yeah you'd write a book about it so it went <laughs> 10 like 10 years after yeah they had i survivor that's a hilarious name oh absolutely i love that <laughs> it's like this movie feels just like such a like a melding pot like a, a crock pot of all other like horror movies yeah mixed together yeah, it's kind of a uh, Halloween two, Rob Zombie's Halloween two, where like mm-hmm. uh, Loomis is like a uh, wrote a book and is like a, kind of a celebrity douche. Mm-hmm. That is a realistic take, though, especially now. I mean, that's what happened. Yeah, it's like got the formula of like Halloween and uh, Scream mixed in with like the Jason Voorhees swamp camp setting. Yeah, but it's funny this being the most kind of narrow in terms of like set. It still like hits all those corners really well. Oh yeah, you're right. Because I mean, it, it's pretty like it's pretty tight in terms of uh, just dialogue and like the comedic timing in this movie is just really overall good. Like I really enjoyed it. Like I thought all the beats kind of hit. Yeah. Uh, what's her name was really funny. This one actually blew my mind. Um, Callie Cook as Christina. I guess she's like is she like that friend or actress of the director. And then, Are you talking about uh, Laura Oritz or who played Rose? Oh, okay. I'm tripping. No. Are you talking oh, about Rose or are you talking about the director, Chloe? No, her friend. Yeah, Rose. Oh, that's Rose? Yeah. Yeah, her, her best friend. The director's best friend was uh, Laura Oritz, Rose. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, where do I know her from? Like, She looked extremely familiar. But, like, really but, not anything. She's in The Hills Have Eyes, like, the remake right. in 2006. Yeah. Um, But, like, yeah, she's in Guardians of the Galaxy, but as, like, a side character. She's a Norbit, dude. I'm always going to call it a Norbit reference. Norbit. You still haven't seen Norbit, have you? I haven't. You're slacking, dude. What, what is she? Is she, like, how old would she be in that? That's 10 years ago. Would she, like, be 12? Oh. Well, yeah, because she plays teen attendant in orbit, so must be like teen or teen looking. She's thirty four now. This came out in twenty seventeen. That's almost well. We'll say four years ago. She's she was twenty when Norbit came out. Okay, because she also plays cute girl in a Drake and Josh episode in two thousand six. So she's playing Yo. teen. <laughs> Maybe that's where we know Drake her from. Josh Clout. Yeah, dude. Maybe that's. Oh, how. she's also an American Dragon. She's also in Shadow of the Tomb Raider video game. As an additional voice in 2018, there's your video game reference, dude. Fuck yeah! What is this? The Real Housewives of Horror? <laughs> that sounds funny. That sounds. It it sounds like the funny but also worst thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. 2014, only one season. It sounds like a good premise of, to be something silly. Is it like a satirical? Yeah. Kind of okay. Good. Just I like, thought it was uh, kind of like. There's Hardwick's in it. Um, if you oh, ever really? seen The Real Husbands of Hollywood, I think it's called. That one's really funny. It's got like Kevin Hart and a bunch of dudes in it. Nick oh, Cannon. Oh, kind of like dad actors from comedy movies. Yeah, it's but it's like a joke. It's a Adam's satirical. Yeah. Like they're all rich douchebags. It's really funny. <laughs> so wait, Laura Ortiz. Okay, that's Rose. Okay. Then who is Christina? Callie Cook is Christina. Christina? There's a bunch of like credit 
people. I'm like, who are these people? I didn't see anybody. There's like a kid. I'm like, when was there a kid in there? YouTube. Oh. So, yeah. Do you see that Callie Cook one? It's at the very bottom, so it must be minor. Maybe it is the YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah. They played Christina. Yeah. Christina was... Uh... Oh, who was she? I recognize her face, but I don't... Yeah, she looks familiar. Oh, no, no. Yeah, Christina was um the director. No. That was Chloe. Was Chloe that? Yeah, Chloe. Oh, was you're there. right. But all I know is I looked her up and I was thinking she was the other girl that she was the friend, the Rose. But uh mm-hmm. she had an interesting credit um that she was in the short for Husk which was directed by Brett Simmons. Uh, the actual movie came out in 2011, but the Wait, short is from... Husk? Husk, yeah. Yeah. H-U-S-K. Um, the short is from 2005, so I guess they didn't make the movie until six years later. Um, and I was like, damn, they made a short of that? And when I watched the movie Husk, which we could do at some point, but it, it really felt like a good short. Is Husk like that Scarecrow yeah. movie in the cornfield? Yeah. Okay. It felt it like a great so- short. So it makes sense. I bet the short was good. But she wasn't yeah. in the movie, just the short. Mm-hmm. Oh, she wasn't in the full release, or no. just the full movie? Yeah. Damn. So, Do they reference the short? Is the short kind of like a prologue no. to the movie at all? Or is it just related? I don't think... Um, I think the short, you could very tell like where it would line up, because it works really well. Mm-hmm. So I think they took reference, but I don't think they actually used any clips from it. Um, Jonah Ray as Dell. That's the one that's gonna play the actor from the original one. Oh yeah, Del. yeah. Or no, that was Alex. I don't know who Dell is. <laughs> I don't know who these characters are. Dell is probably one of the pilots. Yes, I think you're right. Because he is the new Jonah in uh Mystery Science Theater three thousand, like the reboot they do on Netflix. It's actually really good. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really good. It's got like Patton Oswald in it. It's got a bunch. It's really good oh. though. And he's like the when main did, when dude. When did that come out? I think 2017. It's oh, good though. Shit. You should watch Pretty it. Pretty much. He was juggling that and this movie? Yeah, probably. Yeah, huh. honestly. But this movie only shot over like 11 days. So I don't think this was a big. Damn, 11 days. That's kind of long. That's longer than I thought it was going to be. I mean, I guess. I mean, total. Um, that said, also Laura Ortiz is in Hatchet Two as the same character, but she's only on screen very briefly. And really? if there's a Hatchet Five, Green says that the storyline will be revisited. So I'm like, what is she in Hatchet Two? Yeah, what? Extremely curious. Now that's kind of that doesn't. I mean, it doesn't make sense age-wise since it'd be 10 years later but she's actually in it like physically in it yeah but i'm like where because hatchet 2 is that's where they just meet up with tony todd and they go out there Mm -hmm. who else is there a whole hunting team the hunting team right the rednecks and stuff yeah oh maybe she's in like the book part i don't know damn we're fake-ass fans for real, dude. We're having a fuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another big little cameo is uh Tyler Maine 
who plays uh Michael Myers from the Rob Zombie Halloween. Does he, he really? Yeah, he plays the hunter in the opening scene. Oh, I swear to God, that felt like a like I like, as soon as we got that like just perfect quote unquote cameo shot of that character. I'm like, okay, is he important? Like, other than that kind of like surprise kill off. Because I got vibes of like, w- w- is he from something I should know? He's also like massive too. I think he was like a wrestler. That's why they picked him for Mike Myers because he's like six seven or whatever. Like he's massive. <laughs> he's six nine. Six nine. Holy fuck! Yeah. Damn, he's massive, dude. And that movie, they make him look even bigger in Halloween. Like just with the shot, like he looked, especially standing next to Danny Trejo, who's like, like tiny. <laughs> but that's a crazy little and Danny DeVito sit right next to each other I feel like they could have totally casted Danny DeVito to play that mental patient they could have casted Tyler Maine to play fucking Victor but that would actually no people would be pissed yeah does he tower over uh, Kane Hodder I don't remember that happening but that would have been funny if he actually gave him a run like they went Especially the wrestling thing, dude. That's Victor Crowley's shit, man. He probably wanted an autograph. I would have loved for them to do like a real throwdown, like on the ropes and shit. Tyler Maine is 55. Look good. Yeah, he looks fucking great, (laughs) dude. Got those fucking Sigma male genetics, dude. For real? Oh, I'm fucking... Dude, I'm stupid as shit because, yeah, we see a little bit of his face in Halloween Kills, right? Not really. Beard and like that kind of wrinkly, like cheekbone. Well, he's got the long ass hair in Halloween. Yeah, in the first one. And then in the second one, we see a little bit of like just his man wrinkles and shit. Bro, he's only human. That's insane. Though. That's not true. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking. He's way more than just human. He's been drinking some swamp water. Maybe, dude. Maybe because of this, you know, there's plenty of short time between before the Halloween continuation remake. Oh, you think he retired to Louisiana? Maybe. Right before he got caught. Hey, man. Had some, I'm had a couple months drinking pure swamp water, dude. That'll do. I mean, six nine, you could fucking bench lift like literally like two hundred pounds. <laughs> probably like bench two hundred, dude. Oh, fucking two hundred, dude. Double that shit. Four hundred. <laughs> Don't even. All right. Well, if you listen real closely, you can still hear Victor Crowley. For his daddy. People started disappearing in the swamp. All the locals and hunters say that if you get close enough to the Crowley house at night, you can still hear Victor Crowley crying for his daddy in the woods. We kind of talked about the opening, but it's a banger for sure. Oh, dude, amazing. Like comedy gold and fucking gore gold. Oh, that part was gross to me. Like, it was funny, the couple that was, like, making out. Actually, all of that was really funny. I was expecting, like, the entire time she was freaking out, like, just... Is it exasperated? Or is that not a word? That's a word. Okay, I I don't know if I was, like, being very dyslexic in saying it. 
but she was just like, <gasps> she kind of looked like fucking, uh, oh no, 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 Blair Witch Project. Oh, okay, yeah. A little bit, yeah. So I don't know, was that possibly a little bit of a, because of the snot and shit? Maybe, I didn't think about that, Here's- but. That's actually, I doubt, I, that's a, such a far cry, but still, I, I, I don't like know. To imagine a little bit because the one dude from the Blair Witch was in the first one with Robert England, mm-hmm. but she looked like that one actress from SNL. Why can't I think of her name? <laughs> she looks a lot like her. Um, that just the part of the snot shit was grossing me out though. It was still funny though. Wait, was Callie Cook the girl in the opening? No, I don't think so. Because she has like red hair, Callie Cook. Yeah, but they could have they could have given her like a a wig or something. No, they couldn't do that, dude. Yeah, it probably oh, her was. Name, it was her name Charlene. Uh, the she was, Charlene, like I don't know. I know it was uh Christina was who Callie Cook was, but then you also have Sue. I don't know who that is. Hmm. Okay. Casey. There's a lot of people. Like, Casey who? is the wife that drowns. Oh, okay. Um, Shit, and who was she, dude? She looks so familiar, too. But I don't think I saw anything. Yeah, I don't think she's in anything. She's in a... She's in Tales of Halloween. A few of them are in Tales of Halloween. Damn, she's in a movie, I think, that's coming up. Oh, and I lost the movie that I was going to talk about. Ah, whatever. She's in some horror movies, actually. I will say that. Um, She Wolf Rising. Hey, that's a good one. She's in Sharknado, too. Oh, Hollow's Eve, 2013. Damn. Really? Yeah. Is she the um oh this is a different one? This is a different it's not all it's got Daniel Harris in it though. What the hell? Damn, mark this down to do next Halloween. Yeah, for real. What? Okay, well we should what yeah, the we, fuck? gotta get back on track here for a bit. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, um, anyways. Opening dude. was good though. I mean, dude, gruesome. Great. Was is that that they did the eye pop out too? Yeah. There yeah. was with the hatchet going through the back of the head. Yeah, the opening had the most gruesome, and then just chopping her off like limb by limb, mm. and then popping her head off. Damn. Dude, also, notice how this was the only movie that opening wasn't immediately after the ending of the last one. Yeah, because we actually got a we time gap. We got a flashback. Uh, fifty year. Oh pre-tense. yeah, fifty-two years. Dude, they were cracking me up too. I really don't think those words they were using were real. They were like trying to do it like 60s slang, but they were saying the most ridiculous shit. I wish I wrote it down. It was super. Call me stupid, but was that Adam Green? I'm pretty sure that was Adam Green. Was it? Right? I don't know. I thought he was in. I know he's one of the pilots. Oh, Adam Green is one yeah. of the pilots? Yeah, I don't know if you... Oh, I, I thought he was playing the guy in the opening. I don't think so. I don't think it looked like him, but... Uh, but yeah, that all that shit was good. That, probably the most gruesome, like, just back to... There was three kills, though. There was the... The eye... The immediate head chop. Oh, okay. Then it was the back of the head eyeball. And then just limp by limp. Oh, yeah. Which I thought he only cut one leg off and ripped two arms out, but I guess he cut off a, another leg. She it was, was like brutal, butterfly, dude. Something about this one because this is also oh, I guess we talk about the effects in the next section. It's all we, but let's talk about Vic, man. Same old Vic. He looks, he 
got a few more pounds, bro. Like, I'll tell you, like, dying for real. Like, Daddy's ashes kind of filled up his swamp gut, dude. Well, like, this- it's not water weight anymore. <laughs> That's where he generates all his force. We established that, dude. Yeah, but I- I'm saying, dude, like, there's just really... There's a little bit more than swamp water stewing around in his gut. No shade. I'm just saying, bro. He Careful looked- there, dude. I mean, bro, he, he's got like thin dad ice, bod. bro. I dad, mean, it's 10 like, years. Saying, bro, his height fuck. matches his weight. I will say this kind of goes generously. This goes a little bit into the effects side of things, but just to say it, like, I think I finally realized why he looks so yoked, the arms specifically. I think so the arms, up. I think they're prosthetic. At least oh, the, yeah. the last one they're didn't look shot. like it. There's a shot where, like, just his, like, what was his bicep? Yeah. Was a fucking stone, dude. Oh, really? Like just, bul- like, just bulging out, like, a fucking, like, a brick was on his fucking bicep. But still kind of, like, flabby, like, not real looking. Yeah, like, it It just looked, like, protruding out. Like, it looked, like, tumorous. Was it the shot when he got the kill on Alex? Because that's when I noticed it. I was like, oh, oh it's the guy that played the first dude. Yeah. Just going to. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he like lifts his arm up in the air and like slams down that hammer. Yeah, that's where I noticed. Yeah, that's actually, I think, the exact same frame that I was like, dude, okay, wait, what? Which nah. there is a, a clever little thing because you know how um, Adam Green includes that comic face in every, like the smiley face in everyone for that yeah. comic book store. How like he fucked up the logo. <laughs> When he was yeah. putting on a shirt, I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was that was great. I <laughs> I like that. It See, was, they did good with subtle stuff like that. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. oh, remember this. It was. Yeah, like, I think honestly, in all the Hatchet movies, they're really good with subtlety. Yeah, even the references, all that. Super nice. Oh yeah, because the world just feels like again, like I said earlier, just a fucking mixing pot of like all the classics, and we pretty much have almost everyone from the like big three. Would you agree like the big three is like Jason, Michael, and uh, Freddy? Or would you kind of do Scream, Michael, and Freddy? Or is well, that super subjective? Is that like... I feel like if you're inc- lumping those, those three have to be lumped together because of the time frame. Mm-hmm. Even though Halloween was before all them, but they're all in that... I mean, Scream will go down as iconic, but it's just so much after. It's a it's in its whole other thing just because of how much later it is. It's like kind of new gen sort of, yeah, like infamy. Even though now, like Jason, Michael, and Freddie, it's, it's been fucking twenty five years, which is crazy to even consider a new gen. Yeah, yeah, That's it's wild. weird, timeless. So yeah, I mean, technically, just like Hatchet really does feel like a huge chemical blend of everything all like organically put together it's a fucking amalgamation of swamp water maybe that's what swamp water is just the sweat of all those icons oh okay sweat, like, that's know. why you know my boy eats good dude he drinks good it's that jambalaya boy <laughs> i hope we have things like killers like that to look back on from this time period like that we're in Maybe Hatchet like, will be in there. Uh, maybe. Like, honestly, though, like, what is this current generation's, like, and I hate to say it, but would my generation's, like, iconic killers be, like, Slenderman, 
Probably. Uh, fucking what's his face? Oh, uh, uh, what's the chick's name? It, Moana. Not Moana. <laughs> Moana. Are you talking about um? The, not Sadako. No. What the fuck is her name? Are you talking about the um? The creepy Japanese? No, the creepy pasta uh, chick. Fuck. You got. You got to be way more it specific. With the creepy M, pasta chick. It's like the most famous one. They even made a movie out of her too. Fucking, how can I not remember it? Yeah, I, I don't you know. You really don't know that? I don't know. I feel, are you talking about that like one, like photoshopped picture of a yeah. girl? Yeah, but it's like a little bit older. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a bunch one. now. But um, who's Jeff the Fuck. Killer is another one. Like Jeff yeah. the Killer, Slenderman. It's all creepypasta shit. Yeah, just creepypasta stuff. I hate that. Dude, you gotta know this, man. It's gonna drive me nuts. Well, because I, I feel like, honestly, I wanted to instinctively say the name, but um, here, let me just type it. It was in. like banned creepy off of like Japanese uh, girl creepypasta. It's I don't gonna, think, is it a girl? Or I mean, is it Japanese? Is could you, yeah, Kuchisake Ona. Is that? No, dude. It's Yes, it is, dude. Momo. Momo, that's what it is. Yeah. Bro, did you I have to say right. it in Japanese, dude? You knew also, it was Momo, but you had to say it in fucking okay, Japanese. No, no, bro. Coach, no, 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 different, different, different meme, dude. Momo, that's dude. That's like a protagonist, man. Thank God. Is that a real person? I just had no, to that's know. A posting. Yeah, that's probably what it will be, dude. Because the last yeah, you could lump in like um, probably Ghostface, but like you could throw in probably Candyman. That's still in the nineties. Leprechaun. Yeah, we don't got any characters like that. Not anymore, man. I mean, shit. They're kind of like. This world has no more heroes, dude. <laughs> Damn, that's what anti-heroes really fucking. I mean, shit. Like, what Jump. horror icons do we have that are new? Like, because we had we had Pennywise, but that's again, that's just like a remake of a old great. Yeah, you could even put him in that. Well, the only one I at least will say for that is that each it was done so well that each um like generation like. You can have the '90s one and the new one, like, mm-hmm. but they're both iconic and scary for different weight reasons. Like, I want to say, and I don't know what analogy I did this before, but it's kind of like growing up with like a certain trilogy of Star Wars, where yeah. you know, me and you both grew up with the prequel saga, right? You grew right. up with the prequel saga as well, yeah. Which people hate. Yeah, like people that grew up with the original hated the prequels. I grew up with the prequels. I love the prequels and I love the original, like both equally. Which, I didn't even know that was going on back then because we would go every yeah. opening uh, like weekend when it came out and like obviously the people going there aren't hating and it, there wasn't like I wasn't on forums or anything so it's like I didn't oh, know. Dude, I, I remember like I went down this fucking rabbit hole of like looking up because I, I was just so curious at the time uh, like you know why did the prequels get so much hate and it, it was hard for me because I just it's nostalgia bias. But I, I remember looking up YouTube videos of like uh, interview compilations of people saying that, yeah, George Lucas, you have ruined Star Wars. You have single handedly ruined our childhood, like just people being distraught and like what people are saying now about the new trilogy is what they were saying back when the prequels came out. Almost worse. People who like when you're a kid, though, Jar Jar Binks is hilarious. Like, but I, now, like Jar Jar. I was like I mean, one of the few were you even like that, legit like born when the first one came out when the first one came out like 2001 i was like yeah wait did the wait 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 wait. actually i think 2000 because the revenge of the sith came out 2007 i think 
Yeah, like I was a legit kid, like kid kid, like elementary school kid. Jar Jar Binks yeah. is gonna be funny, dude. You're not gonna be like, well, this tarnishes. No, Jordan. I, I didn't like him. Well, yeah, but you I probably be, saw it I when you're huge, huge, huge Obi Wan fan. I loved Obi Wan so much. Yeah, but when did you see the first one? The Had... first one when I was like, yeah, like when I was about like. So wow, Revenge of Sith came out 2005, by the way. So I didn't see the trilogy until I was like eight or nine, I'd say. Yeah. So, but then so, you have a lot of outside influence on that. What's back, up? Back in the pre 9/11 days, when we went and saw <laughs> the first Star Wars, Star Jar Binks was hit, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, when you're uh, like eight or whatever. Phantom Menace. That I was trying to remember Phantom the Menace. name of the. I was about to fucking freak out if I did not remember the Phantom Menace. 1999. That was pre 11, dude. It was 99. Yeah, 99. Seven. That's old. Awesome. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. what are we talking? Oh, we got Vic Crowley. Um, I will note he has supersonic hearing as well. They kind of. Oh, dr- dude, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, add that to his list of fucking abilities, man. Like a fucking teardrop. Heard a water drop, or was it tear? Yeah, a tear yeah, drop a on a leaf. Drop. I mean, same thing. But, but yeah, then just hitting a leaf, fucking reflex, dude, insane. But also doesn't hear the girl breathing, scrabbling up a tree. <laughs> Only the tear dropping on a leaf. I would love to Can see we- like how she actually managed to get up in that tree so quietly. Yeah, right. that is no easy task. There wasn't like a lower branch to pop off onto the next one. She was that. just one straight jump, like at least <laughs> six feet. She had that adrenaline, like that mom boost when they can like pick up cars. When like she's got child the handles, bro. She can <laughs> fucking like maneuver around a tree like that. I will say those adrenaline jumps are real, dude. I remember on football one time, I was like going for this interception. It was in practice, but I was going for this interception, mm-hmm. and like I had this like adrenaline boost. I was really trying to make the play for whatever reason. Bro, I jumped so high, it freaked everyone out, myself included. I jumped, like, an impossible level. Like, crazy I know what you're talking about. I've had only one, like, adrenaline jump before in my life. And I'm not much of a sports guy. You know, higher tier e-sports. gamer. I can't really afford that kind of physical extent. You're esports, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far. But I remember we were playing capture football and, uh, or uh, capture the flag. So, you know, like, I mean, you grew up, too, with that kind of, like, you'd have, like, those flag belts, and, like, they would pull your tags off. Yeah. And stuff like that. And it was kind of, like, a really small, like, a smaller kind of, like, field. Honestly, it wasn't as, I'd probably say, like, dude, uh, what like a basketball court. Oh, okay. Like, really kind of tight and, like, uh, small. And for whatever reason, I I normally did defense, because I was like, dude, I'm not a fucking runner, whatever. But... I don't know who it was, but one of my buddies kind of hyped me up and I was like, like, whatever, fuck it, fine. Like, I'll go on the offense. So we kind of do this like little fucking goose formation run in, you know, we're fuck, we're dicking around just Tactical. being like, dude, fuck it. It's D-Day. Like we're charging. <laughs> and so we go through like uh, two of my buddies out of the five get caught. They're dead. So it's just me and like two other guys. And we're like running through. We get because I think there's like a small, like a small safe spot when you get the point and then you can like leave whenever with the football. And uh whatever happens like you know enemy team gets distracted so i fucking start like russian b dude and as i get to like the line dividing between their side and our side i just fucking you know like how uh parkour people like jump and like push their legs out in front of them like up to their stomach yeah i did a jump like that literally don't know how or why i did that 
but all i remember is like when i landed i dude my ass fucking created such a like trail on leaves it was just pure leaves and like tree branches but i fucking slid like at least another three feet after landing in our like uh side yeah and like the only time i've ever leaped like that ever and i just did that out of instinct because someone was like basically intercepting me so i just jumped i was like fuck it like i'll play a little bit dirty kind of put my legs up so they just can't hit me i jumped so high that like i lost footing in the air because like my feet were just doing like the yeah, like, like running in place almost. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I lost footing in the air as I was up so high, and everyone was like, what the fuck? I was like, I don't even know. That was crazy. Because I was like the quiet kid in high school, so when I did a play like that, everyone freaked out. They're like, who the fuck are you, dude? Like, we thought you were a they, gamer. Like, cheered me. Up. Yeah, for real, dude. I gamed IRL, but that was crazy. That like, it was such <laughs> a humbling moment because like I've never done shit like I just don't do that. Yeah, and like just jumping like that, like adrenaline boost. She mu- she got that That's kind real, of like dude. anime moment, dude. <laughs> everybody so cheered high. and picked you up on their shoulders and yeah, they gave you was the winning hundred dollars <laughs> that man yeah, they gave me a giant check that was albert einstein it was fire dude all right um only thing i left about vic crowley <laughs> yeah I got, go back to him by the way is that there was maybe only because you mentioned it last episode mm. but like the the noises <laughs> it was so meant much yeah. as he was growling the entire movie like a lion it's kind of lame, in my <laughs> humble opinion. I, you know, I would prefer because it's so like, well, I don't know what the free software is called, but like, I don't want to say royalty free, but like, it's another kind of like software like library of just random sound effects. Yeah, it sounded like a lion to me. Like yeah, that low growling. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he does that. I, I liked the whimpering and the kind shit. If you went yeah. like. Oh. Kind of goofy. <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> yeah. That would be terrifying, dude. Because then he would be, yo, he'd be actually clowning on people. A fucking Jack Diesel, fucking motherfucker with like his face burnt off, product of incest, two different colored eyes, barreling at you like a fucking all star linebacker in the NFL going, oh, we talk about, well, we get to the kills. We got to talk about one in particular. Oh, okay. Well, let's do it. Remind me of that linebacker charge he had. Hey. After this one, someone's going to be suing his ass for negligence. And he had his foot dangling over the edge. He, he fell in. A gator got him? What happened? He slipped. Hit his head right on the roof and sued me for negligence. That cocksucker! Speaking of which, we didn't even mention that Tony Todd had a little cameo. Just about to say the same thing. Yeah, he had a YouTube cameo. I liked it. It was cute. It was. You know cute. what I thought? Do you know the actual service cameo? The like, actual service cameo? Yeah, well, like the app. Like you pay like D-list celebrities to like say, "Oh, happy birthday, Riley." Oh yes, yes, yes. That felt like a cameo. Yeah. Cameo. <laughs> it <laughs> like, felt really kind of weird. Like someone paid Tony Todd fifty dollars for him to say, "Oh, can you say this uh, ancient swamp curse?" Voodoo swamp curse. Like, yeah. Fuck. All right. Okay. I wonder as if Tony Todd I can make up the curse myself. Dude, we should do a bit. You think Tony Todd is on cameo? I should look. On cameo. Yeah, like on the service cameo. Oh, I don't think so. no. I I honestly feel like he's way above that. I do not. Not uh, have anything against Tony Todd. <laughs> That's a bold fucking statement, my guy. It honestly sounds like right up his alley. 
not even in a dick way. There's people more famous than him using it, but like, I was gonna look and I just searched him. Who who would that be, man? I mean, there's like cameo. He is a hundred dollars. Yeah, a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars, dude. Can I play like one? That's actually pretty expensive. I feel like. Yeah, play me something. What's wrong with you people? What's stopping you from being terrified? We're in the pre-dawn of Halloween season. (laughs) I haven't heard enough from some of you, all of you. Is this microwave going off in the background? Yeah, that's his microwave. (laughs) Oh, shit. That'd be funny if you broke character for a second. Oh, shit. The hot pocket. (laughs) Is he just dropping a fat shit right now? I would love it if he's like actually like wiping right now. (laughs) Not able to go to a con this year, so let's do it more. All right. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe. Remember Halloween falls on daylight savings time this year. Be very careful. Bro, should I buy a cameo for a house of a thousand horrors? I dude, the amount of clout we would get. I mean, cause here's the thing. Bur- Jordan. What? Oh. It's a hundred dollars for personal use. Uh-oh. Guess how much for business? There's a business one? Guess how much? Five thousand. <laughs> no, thankfully it's a. Oh, it's not even. You have to book it too, dude. He has two thousand followers, so it's three hundred and fifty dollars for business. Damn, I didn't even know there was a business in person. I looked at Cameo back in the now, like when it first came out, probably like at least two years ago, and they didn't even have that designation. So it must have gotten like because a hundred dollars when I looked. A long time ago, that was like a lot. Like most people were charging like fifty bucks. So, mm-hmm. dude, I bet he's making like good money off that if people are buying I would it. Love to get paid like a hundred dollars just to do a shout out. There's people doing fifty dollars that are making like six figures from doing that. Yeah, I mean it's so easy too. It's like literally what you're you saying. Like three of those videos, and then like, bro, got a whole ass like weekend of Applebee's. I would do all of them while I'm pooping. <laughs> It'd be like, yeah, for this business cameo, Tony, can you please sit on your toilet, put your microwave on for 30 seconds, and then <laughs> just lay a say, fat stinker. Yeah, say a hot pockets already and just go, just. <laughs> but I need it synced with the microwave going off. <laughs> yeah. Could you crop dust the audience as you go get your hot yeah, pocket? I want you to walk through the. Uh, your next convention you're at, walk through the crowd, art, crop dust all of them, and then say, you know, the night has come upon us. I'll pay three fifty for that. that. That would be so worth it. Worth it. Damn, so we can't even, we would have to spend three fifty dollars from Fart Cloud. We could split it, one seventy five each. But we're not a business. You're right. But I mean, I think, is but it's talking more about, like... Yeah, but he's, is he talking about tax classifications or what is he talking I'm not, not, I'm not entirely sure, man, but I will look it up. I, I that is very interesting of an offer. We could book. I mean, Jordan, what if for like your birthday I got you something like that? Um, get it for House of a Thousand Horrors. <laughs> get him saying some silly shit. You would. <laughs> All right. So for the kills, though. We yeah. Got... Get, okay. Wow. I don't even know where that came from. Yeah, hey, we're bouncing around, man. It's all loosey goosey, in the moment. 
11 kills is what I get. Yeah, really? It's I like it a little bit better having a smaller number because we get a, a couple, well, all of them really interesting kills, except for the two really disappointing ones. Or technically three. Yeah, and that's even with me throwing in like two for like the pilot. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like the pilots, like they just get killed off screen like that. And then the makeup uh, artist that I think his name's K. Oh, I didn't even count him. Yeah, he just flies through a door and gets cut in half from it. Is he the one that fell in front of the other people that were walking around? Like the director and them? I don't. What do you mean by like fell over? No, like he fell out of the plane and there was just a corpse. No, right no, in front that of that dude was. Uh, I don't know what his name was, but he was like the young guy with the blonde hair. No, I'm talking about like the uh, makeup design artist. He like had like a tank top, like a jacket over his like elbows. Yeah, I completely forgot he existed. Oh yeah, he he fucking bites it like that. Like as soon as the plane like hits the crash phase, when like it just starts spiraling out of control, he just flies through a door and dies. Damn, that's rough. Yeah. So we got we got copped out of two interesting and I mean I guess I would include like the whole intern kid because he just falls out of a the aftermath is really good. Oh see I didn't even count him either. You didn't count him? No, I didn't I was I was like, oh, I'll give two for the plane, whatever. I didn't realize that like two characters completely disappeared. Yeah. They didn't yeah, leave an impression, I'll say that. Yeah, like I feel like like oh, these are like pretty flamboyant or just like you know, like they're actually interesting characters beyond like 2D names. And it's like, yeah, we're just going to kill them off real quick. Yeah. I actually thought that makeup artist would last longer just because like he wasn't subtle. I was like, oh, he's going to stick around. Yeah. He's going to be like some com- like comedic relief, if anything. But that did not happen. Nope. Well, we this got movie is very serious. Alex got it rough. He got brutalized. He- yeah, that was kind of fucked. It's so funny because I feel like this movie definitely tries to play those two off as like main characters. I know, that's funny. Yeah. Kind of subverted us. I totally it was thought. pretty were... nice though. Because he's the first one to bite it, right? Um. Yeah, after those, you know, plane and opening ones. Yeah. yeah, after the two plane deaths and the pilot. So after those four like off-screen kills. Wait, did the pregnant lady die? Yeah, she drowned. She drowned. Okay, I didn't count here either. It was kind of lame kill, yeah. I was like, no, she's not actually going to die from that. Yeah, I thought, like, uh, for whatever reason, Victor was going to come in, release her, be like, yeah, go run off. I'm going to practice my aim and, like, throw a hatchet at her or something. Something interesting. Yeah, and a strong choice to kill the pregnant lady (laughs) to establish she's pregnant out of nowhere. It's like, and we killed her. Yep. You thought she was going to live? Vic, don't give a shit. I guess Vic didn't really do that, though. Now, here's where we're getting the yeah. conspiracy side of things. Did Vic hit the plane? <laughs> Dude. Did he throw a hatchet like, into the, the turbine? Real talk. That is, like, conspiracy-level shit. Like, Bro, what are we saying here? Why would a plane, jet like... you'll melt steel. Oh, shit. <laughs> jet fuel melt uh, steel swamp. <laughs> swamp hatchet. <laughs> yeah, does the swamp melt jets? <laughs> The bayou? I mean, we're in 2017, dude. It's a private jet. Those things don't just crash. You know what? Uh, I think given the context of how the scenes were clipped, where they left the YouTube video on apparently all like all day of like the word to revive uh, Victor Crowley. 
Because notice, I would how be when... so pissed if I was in that small little plane and someone was just playing that nonstop. What the fuck? Yeah. Did they well, at least they have headphones in the ground? They did it in the swamp in the bayou. Oh, you're talking about the director. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. the director and uh, Alex and Rose. Yeah, and that like when it said like the I don't even know what the fucking word was like Apex Legends, and then like the sh- fucking plane shook and like it was Raid Shadow Legends. Of, yeah, got a lot of turbulence. And I mean, yeah, I mean, Vic didn't directly take down that plane. It was just the power of the swamp. I don't know, bro. I well, here's the thing: how amazing. Would it have been if they actually did show Big Prowley just because we know he's got insane strength? I mean, and accuracy, and accuracy, and heightened senses. I would have loved it if they just show him whipping a fucking hatchet and it just like <laughs> fucking it hits right on the what was that turbine or whatever the he's propeller, like, like someone else's head and like chuck it at the plane. Oh shit! It just I like through he was the window. Do that. Um, with what's it called? One of the characters. Uh, again, because I forgot what what part it was. I don't think it was the main cast. I think it was the girl. I was expecting one other person to randomly show up after uh, the opening scene of her like just getting like gra- like just dest- like destroyed. Ground and pound. Yeah, ground and pound. I thank you. <laughs> and like just rips her head off from under the fucking like mud and gunk. And I thought some dude was gonna be like, "What the hell?" And he just chucks a head at her or chucks a head at them and just kills them too. Not really any head chucking, was there? No, not in this one. Only in the first and the third. Damn. That's classic. Notice Vic. how there's gators in the first and the third and head chucks in the first and the third. That's Crown Vic. That's Heyday, Hit Vic, yeah. Or I would have loved at the end too, like when they're all on the plane, if he just grabs the back of the plane and almost like a <laughs> shot put thrower or is it discus, the one where they swing around and then oh, he just launches it. Yeah, discus. <laughs> yeah. That would be fucking dude like he gets like some swamp rope oh yeah no he ties a bunch of intestines together it's like what is he doing they're just watching him like fucking because they were watching him a lot so if he's just like what the fuck is he doing playing with intestine he's tying up little do they know yeah he's got wrapped around his arm just fucking lassos that shit (laughs) starts pulling it out from the water oh there was a cool shot with Vic like standing on the plane when the one dude comes out I think it was the impractical that was great yeah it was cute yeah, that was cool. He was yeah, just like fucking scalped. But it was even before that, actually. I think it was when the publicist came out first. Like, yeah, when she was like, "Oh, I can't breathe." Runs which, that was cool. That was a dope, ominous shot. And then, holy shit, the her fucking, I mean, that's probably. I mean, are we gonna agree that hands down that was probably the craziest? I think we have to. I mean, that was that was brutal and just aggressive even for Vic that was aggressive yeah I don't I don't know where all that rage came from I mean we you know he's got a lot of names young malice yeah you know crown Vic crown Vic I don't know where that came from dude that's not like the Vic I mean he's got a little bit more class than that that shit was just pure I think it was was dick move dude I think it was commentary on like how much because 2007 well, 2007, they have like old ass Nokia brick phones. 10 years later, he's like making a comment about how social media and like smartphones have really changed people. And like, what better way than to really tell her to go fuck herself? Exactly. But I was like, I mean, anatomically, though, 
unless he's just so brute forcing it through that it doesn't yeah, even just, matter well yeah just cuts through all the intestines and shit just out the mouth but with her own hand I mean, like, technically dude you you have enough like force and speed like you can just literally cut through like anything with someone's hand though yeah i mean yeah no if i mean if you again like if you have that level of like just because you know vic's in it for like what is it technically how many dude he's been like a while like he's kind of an old soul he's been killing people for what since the 60s so 50 well that's my years? question is he actually aging though no he's then, learning though or has he got the leprechaun effect like he's getting bored oh shit no I, I think he's he's just kind of in that he's kind of where we said lep was in back to the hood too but where leprechaun doesn't I don't know. I almost feel like since he's a ghost, is he just reliving the day over and over when he gets summoned, or is he actually like aging and storing new memories? Leprechaun remembers all. That is true. You know, that's actually a good question because I mean, he always calls out for his dad at night. He always comes back at night. So well, maybe then, he is just reliving the same night. But then why was he so tentative? Like, it, oh, like OG Vic would have just barreled into that plane and just started oh, busting heads. He would have flipped that shit over. Yeah, he wouldn't have been like, oh, I'm gonna like lure him out, pick him off. No, he would have just came in there fucking... Oh, but he, he also has his iconic sand belter now. Oh, he got a sand belt kill? Not a kill, but he just, he had it to like cut into the airplane. Oh, wow. So that, that kind of shows that he's, he learns, because that was from 10 years ago. Or that's just literally the only tool he has. No, he's got his hatchet, dude. Well, yeah. I'm talking like... I wonder whatever happened to the chainsaw. Uh, no, that's what he brought out, I thought. No, it was the sand, it was the sand belt. Because uh, Andrew Young... Uh, or Is his actual name Shen, right? Or Perry Shen? That's the actor. Yeah, yeah. Perry Shen was like, See, I fucking told you he has the sand belt. Because he was saying, I don't know, he has like a sand belt. He could get that back and break into the airplane at any point. And that was before Chloe got her head curb stomped in. That curb stomp was also brutal, too. Okay, I have one thing about just kills in general. How the fuck did she not die after getting her head crashed through fucking airplane glass? Oh, yeah, airplane glass? Yeah, it would have turned to mush. Like, that shit is... Like, how? Like, that's literally like having a fucking like a, a pure block of granite bashed into your face. I will say the human body is not? resilient and like you might have somewhat seen signs of life, but not to like her face would have been unrecognizable for sure. Oh dude. It would have been completely caved. Yeah. I, I, that was crazy to me. That That's the only time ever in hatchet where I've genuinely been like, okay, what? Yeah, like this isn't like a car window. This isn't like some kind of like. But of all of them, us. even though it's fun, of all of them though, the most ridiculous is like sticking someone's hand up through them is the most impossible. Mm. It's so like I you think couldn't even loving an entire human being from their spinal cord and keeping the entire body like that was Mortal Kombat level of physics. But getting through the hole he was putting the hand through. If you're thinking about that hole, but we, I mean, well, it we said it had to fit. 
for his brute force, he punches holes through people's bodies like it's nothing. But if she was doing a fist, maybe it'd be more believable. But it wasn't. Well, a it was. Fist. It was like it was like the phone gripping. Yeah, I don't know how she held onto the phone. Yeah, it's that uh, rigor mortis. You know, the like the tensing of muscles after death. I don't know, bro. And that happens like hours after the fact, anyway. But yeah, her hand still stays like this, like all arced and stuff, holding the phone. And surprisingly, didn't hit end call. Yeah, so, right? that one was the most unbelievable, but it's fun. Actually, Austin, you got a little off the top, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. That was fucking Just brain plopped out. Scalp drops on. Yeah, that was a little bit unbelievable. Your brain doesn't pop out if the top of it gets cut off. It's connected to a stem. It would like dangle out. That's a new nickname, the barber. Taking a little off the top. <laughs> He's also, fucking... uh, yeah. Sabrina got Steven Seagal like from the old Mad TV sketches where he would like kill everybody by just walking up and like going like this with like a hand <laughs> on each side of the face and like shaking it. Yeah. He did that to Sabrina. Rest in peace. I mean, and what was like her because she had a POV death where she basically got like her like like head like squished kind of like together like sandwiched and like just decapitated right oh i don't know i thought she just got shaken and left for dead well she got like crushed and then she dropped pretty much dying like on her last breath on the boat and then you see in her eyes and then he like cuts off her head because you see like the people oh. around the floor which is pretty dope. oh i was trying to figure out what that was i was like what are they implying i didn't, I didn't get that so yeah. that makes sense it was kind of fucked up. Like he like, dude, what Vic does that no other fucking characters do in other horror movies is double tap his victims. Yeah. And that's why we love him. That's he's real, man. Like, if I don't see a spinal cord, you're not dead yet. Well, speaking of uh I forgot the last word you said, but fuck the segue. Dylan. <laughs> oh, real ones, Dylan. He uh dude, sacrificed himself. Noble sacrifice. Yeah. He would have had her kids. He would have. Yeah, he had his whole life planned out. And then just, but I mean, also throwing himself at this monstrosity, it would probably be like a brick wall. So I, I liked how the little Perry Shen actually got him all the way to the turbine just by shoulder charging him. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. We've seen so much super strength, but I guess not in this moment. It's weird, yeah, like, Vic kind of, I feel like he draws from the swamp water, and he was probably running dry. Oh, okay. He hasn't been chugging swamp water for a couple hours when he was chasing everyone. He didn't stock up on potions? He didn't, no, dude. Damn. All right. He's on low hit die. I'm buying it. Um, I know we kind of talked about the special effects, but I will just say in general that this was, like, maybe the, it was very gruesome, like, so much more visceral for some reason. I don't Ironically know. enough, too, with such a lower budget, they brought it back. Because, like, the last one wasn't showing, like, points of impact or anything. This one was, like, I don't know. It was, like, brutal. They were really oh, showing it, like, with definitely. the claw hammer put in his face and stuff. Or popping his head off. And, like, yeah, smashing it in. Was also, I would say second best. It was fucked up. And I love the effects that they did with him still being alive. And when he digs that, like, the what is it like the hook of the hammer yeah like the claw like, part. yeah the claw 
and like you see him like writhing in pain because like the prosthetics on like his face and everything and he just rips that off like a fucking can of worms yeah it looks like a lively video yeah god <laughs> that's one way to put it yeah god i don't Which, even know how he would still be alive even barely um i would probably i would I'll probably give it to that one for my the best kill favorite kill oh, really alex yeah so the other one was silly maybe too unbelievable but it was fun but yeah Alice was like damn that was there was a couple parts that one I think the opening too just like methodically delimbing her I was like jeez this is brutal yeah like seeing the tendons snap away as he pulls off arms they had really good like tendon ripping in this one especially because the second and the first were really good with the two like when they ripped off heads you'd see like you know, the tendons snap off and shit and like the spinal cord kind of like slip out as soon as it got like halfway out. Yeah, and there was like the gooiness of like well, when they did that snot kiss in the beginning, but there was another time too. Um oh, when, when uh, he cut off her fingers and like all the blood like came rushing out. Yeah. Just, like that thick. Also Were you gonna say another scene? Um when Vic Crowley like he stomped in somebody's face and then picked his foot up and it was like all gooey oh like, yeah that was chloe's face yeah it was like slimed yeah dude it was like fucking brain matter yeah it was uh, this one might be the most like brutal the, like the detail how the tongue like flipped backwards no oh dude it, it was fucked up yeah the tongue like was sticking out like but falling back damn yeah it, it was really fucked up yeah, I give respect for that because I felt it on somebody. I was like, gosh, like usually they're so over the top and it's fine. And, and it was following the same framework, but somehow it me back to Hatchet One. Yeah, they just the I guess the close ups and like really showing you it. That's what made it so visceral. Like, geez. Well, it probably worked in favor too. Just having those close ups with just like direct like corn syrup and all kinds of fucking spaghetti. Or whatever they used. I'm so I'm really interested in what they used for the gore. I heard it's real blood, dude. Makes sense. Well, I'm sad that this might be the last time I get to say this, but why don't you suck your dad off again, dude? Daddy. I bet this means Shapiro was here. <laughs> what a genius. You do know the vibrator goes in your cooch and not your ear, right? Hey, why don't you suck your dad off again, bitch? I will right after you're done. Fine. Good. Um, I'm going to have to go along on this, but there's a lot of, like, tidbits or deep cuts on this one. Like, a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Just rapid fire, dude. Spit them. It's going to be a lot of reading, but uh, let's see. Um, During his heartfelt introductions at the Los Angeles and London premieres for this movie, Adam Green cited how his hero Wes Craven's death had affected him so strongly that it brought him back to his own series again. It made him realize that Hatchet is one of his own biggest contributions to the genre. While Craven's death put the notion of returning to Hatchet in Green's mind, it was another of his heroes, George A. Romero, specifically telling him to make more Hatchet films for the fans. That solidified his decision to make a fourth Hatchet. Um, Romero passed away just 37 days before the surprise unveiling of this movie in uh, August 2017. And Green stated that the movie would not exist if not for Romero's pep talk assuring him that what he did as a filmmaker mattered. 
and was needed for the genre. At the London premiere on August 26, 2017, a photo of the moment when Romero had told Green to make another Hatchet film was put up on the screen behind Green, and an emotional Green pointed to the sky and dedicated the film to Wes Craven and George A. Romero, who inspired him to try and make horror films in the first place. And the film actually has a dedication at the end of both filmmakers. It's pretty cool. Wow. He had that like personal George A. Romero, like, dude, you need to make this. He was right too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got? The moments where Christina flashes her breast and Linus exposes genitals to Andrew during the bookstore signing were altered for all digital and streaming versions of the film and the shots were reframed and not show nudity. Oh, uh, damn. So we see that guy's dick in an uncut version. Coulda. Fuck. <laughs> that would have been if funny, I... actually. That would have been really funny. Uh, it's weird that this is something I don't agree with, but director Adam Green has expressed severe disappointment over this over this decision as the full frontal male nudity was done as a commentary about the slasher subgenres trope of always having gratuitous female nudity. The theatrical mm-hmm. fu- cut of the film and all physical media have the bookstore scene intact and play out as the filmmaker intended. So he so expressed severe disappointment over the, the, the decision to take it out. I don't think he yeah. should have taken out either. What's that? I don't think you should have taken out either. Like I get, yeah, well, I don't think so either. Yeah, I mean, fuck it, dude. Like honestly, yeah, if you're gonna show some tits, show show us a couple poppy peepees, you know? Yeah, I just don't even think it's groundbreaking. Like, yeah, okay, that is a new thing too. A lot of, and that's not even just horror. Like, well, we're gonna show dick now too. Just so, like, okay, <laughs> sure. We really, <laughs> if you think that's making commentary, sure. Well, you know what, dude? I mean, we we've had a couple of like you know breast focused kills and shit. Imagine seeing like a fucking erectile execution. Oof, yeah, that shit would fucking go hard. That would work in a hatchet movie too. It would. I know what in a hatchet movie that would work. Oh, I placed it in an action movie. <laughs> dude, catch a fucking cap in your nut. It would make sense in a hatchet though. It would, yeah, dude. I mean, shit. We kind of, not really at all, but we sort of get a little bit of, like, pee-pee play in Hatchet 2. <laughs> pee-pee play. That with the, yeah, the uh, decap, and then the fucking... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, if we got something similar to that, that wouldn't that kind of be a little bit groundbreaking, seeing, like, a dick get filleted or whatever? I don't know. I do know that, uh, what's it called? The editor, just that funny scene of the dude fighting naked while they're getting attacked. That was hilarious with the chainsaw. That was amazing. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, we do, do we see their dick? Oh yeah, I think we do. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, for sure. God, man, we gotta. We need more movies like that, dude. We need more dick representation. Yeah, I just think it's silly too. It's only from two thousand seven, so I like say like, oh, I should have put all that full frontal nudity in there like also it's a tribute to like the 80 slashers which that was a big part of it and i just feel mm-hmm. like the two go hand in hand so it's just silly to be like like you're not like exploiting anyone or anything like it's not yeah that's a big thing and because it's if, about if like you think taboos. about it it's like yeah this is a rated r movie this is for mature audiences what mature audiences aren't comfortable seeing a dick no i think he's more talking about the boobs and that's why he showed the dick mm. he, he regrets the boob part and that's why he put the dick in i think was to make commentary 
which is fine. It, that would have just been funny if they had it in there. Oh yeah. Um, but the whole like, commentary, like I think it's it's more about like taboos and like cultural, like yeah, like set values of like yeah, you can get away with showing nipples, but dicks a little bit too far. Yeah. And, and well, I'm just saying like the whole making commentary. Like, I shouldn't have put boobs in the in my first movies. Like. <laughs> I think it's just silly, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and I know Wes Craven was a kind of against that too and kind of regretted some of that because that's why like Scream doesn't have any nudity or anything. So if it's a tribute to Wes Craven, you probably started thinking more along those lines. So mm-hmm. respect. Um, it is actually Kane Hodder's voice that answers Dylan when he's calling for help from the cockpit. Um, as he's Continuing to try different frequencies, seeking emergency assistance, an angry voice answers back, this is a private frequency. Stay the hell off of it. That's Kane Hodder. Uh, Weird. I did like Adam Green. I think he's right with this. He called um, Shen Perry Shen as the true final girl of his slasher series and has often (laughs) cited him as his secret weapon in making the movies due to his incredible professionalism and work ethic work ethic that inspires everyone on set around him during the q a after the hollywood premiere kane hodder joked that he just can't seem to kill perry shen for good in any of the hatchet films no matter how hard he tries which is true <laughs> yeah i was thinking that on this one i was like wow once perry shen was back and he's like a main character i was like wow he really is like the the final girl yeah of he's like the face of hatchet because he's only Dude, hopefully we don't get a a sequel boot perry shen comes back and Gets fucking one tapped <laughs> and then just thrown into a pile of trash. I mean, he's definitely got to come back. Uh, let's see what else. The film received two standing ovations at its world premiere in August 2017 in Hollywood, California. The first came during Adam Green's introduction when he announced that the audience was really about to see a new Hatchet film that had been made in secret over the past two years. And the second Not came right. at the end of the film. Which, Do you think right now as we speak they're actually making Hatchet 5? It might be. It seems like they like making it in secret and this was like a surprise uh, drop so they, there might actually be. Shit dude. If we catch another film festival and Adam Green's there we might actually catch Hatchet 5. That would be amazing. That would be sick. I always want to see like a, a new horror film and like a film festival. Oh yeah. That happens all the time. Yeah. We gotta go. Um, fake scenes and sides were created for the auditioning actors and actresses to perform during the casting process. Uh, the fake scenes and sides involved characters that were trapped inside a haunted bakery called Inglesbury Bakery. Inglesbury Inglesby is the birth surname of Adam Green's co-star on Holliston, Corey English. Um, the actors and actresses who were ultimately cast in this film did not know anything about the actual film for which they were auditioning until Green personally called each of them to offer them for their roles and tell them the real details. That's weird. That's That goes so deep. I mean, fuck it. That's called consistency, though, Jordan. I guess, though, if he's trying to make it's it deeper. super secret, then he doesn't want people who auditioned it didn't get it to, like, spill the beans. So I guess that's yeah. cool. Um, Victor Crowley is the first film released on VHS under the broke horror fan presents line which brings modern horror movies to the nostalgic format format pretty cool i haven't heard of that one 
Um, let's see. He took the Adam Green took the cast to see Don't Breathe together. No, really? <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, because that came out what 2016. Yep. Damn. <laughs> Uh, Victor Crowley's voice for all of the Hatchet films is primarily a blend of actor Kane Hodder and director Adam Green's voices mixed together and pitched down. Oh, here we go. Animal sounds, including sea lions, bears, and lions, are also mixed in to create Victor's voice at times. Yeah. Uh, when Victor Crowley's signature daddy cry was created for the first film, Adam Green added the voice of Kane's son, Jace, who was still a very young child at the time, into the mix. This made the iconic character's ghostly voice extra chilling as if you listen closely in on all the Hatchet films, you can hear an innocent child's voice echoing in all of Victor's off-screen mournful cries for his father. I totally... I, it sounds exactly like a lion. One of the sounds I yeah. remember specifically, like the growl, it was yeah. it was a lion. I think I said bear in Hatchet 2 or something. Yeah. Uh, the song that plays during the end credits is Hatchet, the Ballad of Victor Crowley by the band Igniter. And has a special relevance. Adam Green's favorite Wes Craven film is Shocker. What? <laughs> and his favorite song on the Shocker soundtrack is Demon Bell, The Ballad of Horace Pinker by Dangerous Toys. Singer and songwriter Jason McMaster of Dangerous Toys and Igniter wrote the song as a gift for Green, who is a lifelong Dangerous Toys fan. Dangerous Toys was the first band Green perf- saw perform live. And shortly after Wes Craven passed away, Green had flown to San Antonio to see the band perform at a reunion show in an effort to escape his grief. Damn. Um, Big Master noticed Green in the crowd, and the two began discussing how they are fans of each other's work, Wes Craven's recent death, and the enormous impact that Shocker and Dangerous Toys had made on Green during his youth. Uh, with Craven's death playing such a pivotal role in Green returning to Hatchet, McMaster wrote and contributed a Shocker-style theme song for this movie. That's cool. I, Shocker is definitely not my favorite Wes Craven film. <laughs> I will say that. But we, I do remember some good music. Favorites. What? We all have our own favorites. Yeah. Shocker is just like Nightmare on Elm Street with electricity. <laughs> in a way. Spider-Man uh, villain unhinged. Has like a young, like kind of Johnny Depp looking character that Wes Craven picked and like this guy goes to death row, gets electrocuted, comes back, starts terrorizing people with electricity. <laughs> In their electric dreams. Yeah. No dreams, I don't think, but it is very dreamlike. It's the house looks like it looks very it's very nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Callback. It's a silly movie though. Um, this movie is not only the first Hatchet film to not have director of photography Will Barrett as its cinematographer, it is also the first project that Adam Green has ever done in his career without Barrett as his director of photography. And there's just scheduling conflicts. Looks like, oh, though Barrett still remained on as a producer of the film, there is a missing poster scene outside of the Swamp Tour Hut with Barrett's face on it. Let's see. Dude, there's a lot. I'm trying to skip over <laughs> no, it definitely feels like this is a super loaded film. I mean, there is a ton. I mean, a lot of it goes super. into backstory oh, with um, Green. Yeah, very pivotal in like I guess Adam Green Adam Green's like attachment to Hatchet, considering that Wes Craven's involvement after his passing and shit like that. Yeah. Well, it seems like inspired him. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of come back to it. 
Uh, let's see. Oh, in the film, Chloe, Alex, and Rose are in New Orleans to film a mock trailer that they hope will raise the financing they need to make a horror film about Victor Crowley. That is what producers Adam Green, Sarah Elbert, and Will Barrett did back in 2004 to help raise the financing they needed to make the original Hatchet, which is pretty cool. Damn. Kind of has that scream thing, stat like or yeah, yeah. mimics what happened. Um, in this movie, Andrew is promoting his autobiography, I Survivor, which he says was co-written with a ghostwriter named Joe Netter. This is stuff. Okay. Joe Netter is one of Adam Green's friends. I guess he, maybe he's well-known, though. He's the author of several outlandish horror novels and short story collections. Um, in real life, Green and Joe Netter wrote I Survivor and will be releasing the book in con- conjunction with the movie's DVD and Blu-ray release. So that must be out. Oh, wow. That's, that's actually really cool. Yeah, that's Andrew's autobiography. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, the pilots, like we said, are played by Adam Green and his real-life best friend, Holliston. That's this co-star of the Movie Crypt podcast. Um, oh, I did catch this one. That, I mean, it's obvious, but Sabrina makes fun of Andrew's band for uh, Haddonfield. Yeah, yeah. This is a, I thought it was just a Halloween reference, but that was actually Adam Green's band that he formed in 1998. Yeah, because we talked about his band. Yeah, I, I think, think so. It one, right? Yeah, I think so. And in case you were curious, in the book signing scene, the dog the blonde woman is holding, that's actually Adam Green's Yorkie, Ar- Arwen. Yo. Okay, Crazy, good. I thought right? that was like a... We're getting deep. That was a freelance dog for a minute. They that, just borrowed from the shelter. That wasn't even an actor dog. <sighs> that, was a, and, that was a friend of a friend. Bro, the name of Dylan's tour boat is also Arwen, which is what his Yorkie's name is. That's crazy. Dedication. So, there's a lot of little things like that that are tied to their personal life. Yeah, I think um, we definitely, what's it called? Got all the big tidbits out of it. <laughs> you're already tired. Yorkie. I was like, bear with me. You're already done. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, if we're doing small tips. Oh. Like oh, you got a big one? That's what Rose is from. She appeared in the Hatchet 2 as an underage 14-year-old girl. That member, oh, the guy for the first the one, one in the, the video, the creepy one? Yeah, that he was trying to get to lift up her shirt for his video yeah, camera. Like, yeah, you're my teacher, right? I think it's that one. Yeah, it's crazy. Unsuccessfully trying to get her to lift up her shirt. Which one was that one? Oh wait, no, no, that was the one walking away because she was yeah, going to school. The big tail is the really creepy one. Oh my god, that's funny. I'm like, I that's that makes so much sense. I'm like, what am I forgetting? How did I not know? I forgot yeah, there's all right. those like, references. I feel like she would be very memorable to like first sight. Well, I think if they're gonna do a hatch of five, she's supposed to be in it. So, oh yeah. What else? Adam Green didn't let the cast see Victor unless they're in an on-camera scene with them. That's actually pretty pretty clever. That would be scary as shit. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, you haven't even seen him and then just... I didn't even him. know that Kane Hodder was playing him. Just It's straight up Victor. Just barreling at you. God. It was Perry Shen's idea to have the fan rest his exposed dick on his book cover. And <laughs> the actor cast of the role was more than accommodating. Fans of the film tour began pretending to do the same at post-screening signings. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, 
real campers called the police during filming after hearing guttural screams echoing in the swamp. Oh, shit. Uh, Adam Green was fighting with the marketing department to keep the motion sensor gag and Dylan's joke about Austin being dead alive out of the trailer. I don't remember that. I did like the motion sensor one. That was like the... Yeah, the football tackle. Well, that was like the Halloween remake, the first one of David Gordon Green's The Motion Sensor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't yeah. think did about it that. first once again. Yep. See, it was so original. I just dead-ass forgot it was in Halloween. Uh, blood obviously doesn't show up well in a red-lit set. And, you know, the plane's red like the whole time. So they were continually re-dying it to make it more visible. That sucks. Oh, my God. Yeah, that sounds like awful. Adam Green's deservedly proud of one aspect that sets the film apart from the earlier three. There are some genuine moments of suspense which the other three do not have. The other three were just funny and funny gore, funny, funny gore. This is similar, but there are some moments where some of the audiences would jump and be nervous. Guessing when he's talking about when he, like, barrels at him, that's a jump scare. There's a couple jump scares. Yeah, the barreling one was really good. Like, that could be legitimately scary. And then probably... Uh, I want to say that kind of just like immediate, like when the guy, like when the hunter in the beginning, in the opening calls him out, like, what the hell are you guys two doing here? He's like, yeah, no, we heard a sound too. And then he's about to say something and then he just gets his head cut off. Yeah, I will say I didn't notice that until reading that, but there's not, Hatchet really doesn't do suspense at all almost. You know, normally not. I mean, the third one had a like a little bit of suspense when he was like drilling into like the side of the boat. They well, they tried to have suspense when she was like going for the gun, but I'm like, oh yeah, you could see that from like a mile away. Yeah, and it's also like, why are you trying to get a gun? It was I couldn't get past that. I mean, it's something though, at least. Oh geez, this one's dark. The drowning death of Casey, the pregnant woman, was inspired in part by writer-director Adam Green's realization that he's missed the boat on having kids of his own. What? Yeah. What does that mean? How old is he? He said the trigger um, the scene works as the most affecting death in the entire franchise. That death I just feel terrible about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, was it was more of a... I know, it was a dark one too. Like, what, just have the pregnant lady drown? Like, that was so... Yeah, that was weird. Oh, dude. I mean, Adam Adam Green is 46. Why can't he have kids of his own? That's true. Um, Williamson suffered an eye injury during his death scene as his death involves being pummeled in the eyes with a hammer, but it wasn't the hammer that did him wrong. The screaming popped an eye vessel. Oh, ow. Damn. Jesus. And one of the most asked questions on the film tour was regarding whether or not they used a body double for Ortiz's bare butt scene? And the answer is no. <laughs> to Laura's credit, says Adam Green, she was like, you could have showed more, but Laura's like my sister and there was no way I was going to allow that. That's probably why he feels bad about the gratuitous nudity, or any nudity, probably because all these creeps that come to conventions like, was that really your butt? <laughs> like, that's probably why it's a bunch of creeps. To ask, though. Yeah, but don't let these creeps ruin it for all of us normal people that want to see titties. Mm -hmm. I'm saying Uh, the last day of shooting or they lost the day of shooting because the floor of their plane set collapsed and 
this is the only film in the hatchet scene or hatchet series where Victor Crowley kills more women than men. So what's he really trying to say? Shooting right back. I lost you, dude. I told you this one had a lot, man. No, I'm telling you, dude, (laughs) dude. Said it right there. He's trying to express gender equality. He's like, dude, it's 2017. He's like, all right, all right, big girls. He's like, if you want to get paid equally, catch this. Fucking chucks a hatchet in their head, breaking that glass ceiling. He's kind of, he's kind of, yeah, he's kind of pushing a little bit. He's kind of exaggerating the extent of what equality means. Well, I know you probably don't believe me, but I skipped a lot of those facts. Oh, dude. But we got the, like we got the good ones. Yeah, we got a PB going right now. Personal best in our speed run trying to get those quick facts out of the way. Any um uh, continuity things, plot holes, I mean it's hatchet. Other than just like the glass where it just didn't instantly kill her. Or hearing the water droplet but not hurt like climbing up the tree right after. Or like breathing. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't the ending, I mean, Vic goes out with the bang, you know. Dylan was the MVP, man. He fucking he bared that cross from Doofy to Sigma, from Deputy <sighs> Officer Doofy, like that, man. Just Definitely. it was like a switch, dude. Yeah, that was a real alpha move. <laughs> well, this is beat. This is beat. Come on, man, give it a break. This is fun. About as fun as a bag of dicks. This is beat as hell. The only thing scary is Uncle Remus meets Bruce Lee. I feel like I'm an Enter the Song of the South or some shit. So it's a 5.5, five and a half on IMDb, and a 67% tomato meter, but it's got 15 reviews, and a 46% audience score with only 100 ratings. So not the best, like, data to work with but it seems in line with the rest for the most part yeah it's kind of weird it's kind of a mix between being like i think the second highest rated because i think it goes if i'm not mistaken it goes like hatchet one victor crowley but it's hard to judge that because as you get higher hatchet two three to this one they have less and less votes so it's like oh yeah yeah. Okay. We need like a double blind study. You know. That is true. I mean, shit, we're gonna have to be that deciding factor then, right? What do you got it at? Uh, this one, uh, it was a lot more focused, which honestly did it some good. Uh, only two complaints I really had, if any, technically just one genuine one, being that we had two kind of like would be kill cast members just kind of die in very off-screen-esque deaths. Um, I mean, definitely though, when I think about it in hindsight, I wanted to bring this up, but I had no kind of opportunity to say it, but that guy, Kay's death being through the door, being split in half, I think was a callback to the third one with uh, What's-Her-Face like being thrown back in from getting dragged into the hole. Yeah. Like half of her body was gone. It was just pure guts. Just like a gore pile. Who got cut in half? The girl that was reaching for the gun. No, I'm she saying in this one. Through the hole. Huh? In this one. Uh no, Kay. He gets launched through a door. And like uh when they go to check on him to see if he's alright, like half of his body falls out and guts like dangle over. Oh, who's Kay though? 
the makeup artist. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. I didn't remember so that. That was, I guess, kind of like a throwback, but even still, I wasn't happy with the death like that. And then the poor dude that got fucking launched out of the airplane. Yeah. You know, he's done. Like, dead on arrival. I think he uh, pulled off a 720, though. That was a pretty sick move. <laughs> yeah, no, he was shredding some half pipe on that right. No, it'd be, yeah, the right engine of the plane. Yeah, he almost pulled off a McTwist, but I don't know if he stuck the landing. No, he didn't. We we saw the landing. It was pretty rough. That's a yeah, little that, Tony Hawk pro skater And then just like the head getting bashed through like a plane window. Like I could totally believe Bro, you hate like, that. Well, because no, like it makes sense, bro. Like Victor Crowley, he can punch through that shit like his fucking, uh, what is it? Like sugar glass. But like someone else's head. A little Wait. Bit, I say that's a little bit more far reaching than. Was that uh, the kill? The that- through the. Did it drive me nuts in the last one? Something drove me nuts. Was it when she kept reaching for the gun when it's like so dumb? Like, why do you need a gun? Was that the thing that really ticked me off? Yes. Okay. That's like your thing. Yeah. For this this is, yeah. That, this is my reach for the gun moment. Yeah. Just that head <laughs> getting bashed through the fucking airplane window and just, oh, just a couple of glass shards in the head, still breathing perfectly right. fine. Like, not bad. Like, totally fixable. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, genuinely. Like, just so recover. Silly. But, you know, and all the spirits of Hatchet. I mean, I think this one was really good. It's, I don't know whether or not to say that I liked this better than the third. I, I have to say it's really close. I think I gave the third, what, a 5.5? Don't judge it off what you gave the last one. No, I know, but I, I'm just saying this one feels uh, like a little, I liked it a little bit better than the third. So what are you so, giving this one? No, I'm, I'm not gonna, telling I'm you. Give it a, I'm going to give it a 6.5. Okay. I think because of the budget as well being a tenth of what they normally get, it's super impressive how still it feels like a just a full entry into the Hatchet series and all the kills and they brought back the gore from one and two, which is awesome. And uh, I think that we have like this kind of cool, tight set of characters like Sher- or Perry Shen always returning. He's like a great final girl. I really like him. And you did that, give it a full point because you went from five, you did do 5.5 last 5, time. Yeah, so it's a so whole point a, higher. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely feel this was way more. This is kind of like the formula I like in horror movies, too, where it's kind of straight to the action, narrow, as long as you got those really good kills, which from opening to end, they were all really good. Dylan was a highlight character. You know, Andrew's always going to be there. And then we get a little bit of a Mary Beth cameo at the end. Very dope. So I, I definitely enjoyed this movie a lot more than three, now kind of thinking about it in hindsight. I That's my rating. I'm going to give it a feel? full point, too. I'm going six. I gave a five to the last one. I'm going yeah. six. Um, definitely to better than the last one. I think um, I'm glad it, it exists, too, because it was, I guess it wasn't, it was the longest stretch between two Hatchet movies, but for some reason it feels like longer. So, like, yeah, it has a little bit more of the, like, callback kind of, like, hey, we're back kind of deal, so that's nice. And uh, it ends, it leaves you wanting another one. The last one didn't end on the best note. I mean, there was a cliffhanger, so that's where we would essentially pick up after the fifth one, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it was good. I mean, the kills were good. No fluff, really. No really backstory or side plot, which is fine. And uh, less kills in the last one, but in a better way like more back to its roots Mm -hmm. that was like a little bit less but like fucked up (laughs) brutal 
Which that is what that is what Hatchet is. That's who Vic is. We had no kill montage in this one too. Yeah, I guess not. You, it was nice, yeah. The opening was in quick succession, but not really a montage. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish it was called Hatchet Four. That is great. <laughs> I don't. Victor Crowley just like I don't. I don't see it there unless they're just doing. Well, it. honestly, after like reading the tidbits though too of how you were saying that this was kind of like a, a coming back to his kind of child in a sense, where because of just the impact that. Wes Craven's passing had on him that it inspired him to go back. I feel like he felt in like a strange kind of dignifying way of being like, yeah, like this is my creation, like Victor Crowley. Okay, I'll give you, you that. Know, but it really is just Hatchet 4. Oh, it know? is, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, exact- what if they did Hatchet 4 colon Victor Crowley? It's not even like, well, we have to fix this storyline so it's going to have to pick up here so we can't name it. No, it's, it's Hatchet 4. So and notice how we go from hatchet, hatchet two, which is in uh, a numerical form, but then we get no Roman numerals in hatchet three, where it's just the three eyes. Oh, that's very Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, I didn't even notice that it was uh, Roman numerals for only the third one. So five should be a V then. That'd be dope. Yo, V for Victor. Oh, oh shit! I like that. That would be sick. V for Victor. That's perfect. We'll have to see, dude. Because I, you know, it's a, this is a very long gap because Hatchet 1 and 2 was four years and 2 and 3 was only three years. But Victor Crowley, it's about to be five years, dude. So, Oh, yeah. This will be the longest. Yeah. But like you said, they might be secret. We don't even know, dude. Dude, what are we going to do, though, if Terrifier and Victor Crowley 5 comes up? <laughs> well, you know the answer. We'll see both, but there's one we got to see first. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it starts with a T. Well, it's a C. Oh, oh, shit, dude. Have we, bro, have we not voted on any of these for House of a Thousand Horrors? Wow. I think we forgot the third one. Dude. First one, I definitely remember. We did? Yeah, because remember, we need a little bit of swamp representation. Oh. Dude, I, th- I, I don't, I don't uh, think we did uh, the second one, though. I Bro, how do we so forget either. the whole premise? Holy shit. Well, That's a plot hole. That's a continuity right there. That is a huge continuity error on our part. So, Well, this leads in, though, since we're going to rate them anyway. Yeah, we are doing all of them, so fuck it, power round. I think we did the first one, definitely. Okay, it's in there, so even if we didn't, we'll say it's definitely in there. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I guess, yeah, no, I guess right before we do our outro, let's talk about just the four movies. Uh... Out of all of them, I think honestly, kind of the way how I put it, I think the first one is the best. Victor Crowley second, Hatchet two third, and then Hatchet three. See, that's where I'm torn. Definitely I'm going first one, but I don't know if I'm going two or four. I think I would go two, four, three. Yeah, because I was thinking one, two, four, three, but... Honestly, I'm I torn think though. Four could go there. Four is like a, I guess, behind the scenes achievement and just yeah. kind of like its upbringing is really inspiring. Two, like, weirdly won me over because I remember it started so slow, but then, like, it had some fucked up shit in there. I, I, yeah, I would probably and It say does have two. the Tony Todd character. I mean, shit, yeah. yeah two is really strong. Yeah, I think that I'll WWE do one, two, fight. Four, three. 
Oh, dude, yeah. Just throwing down in that room. <laughs> uh, oh, he just brutalizes Tony Todd. Yeah, I'm going one, two, four, three. I'm going to go right there with you. So, and I think one and two one should and be two, in. Make it in the house. Uh-huh. I think one and two should be in House of a Thousand Horrors. Yeah. I think three and then Victor Crowley. Three, I don't think I'd add it. No. It was fun, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. It is kind of like that. I mean, I mean although the RPG. three does have that iconic, like, shut the fuck up, we're not retelling the lore. That's fun. The RPG it was self-aware, was and it was definitely, I, I got, I never said this, I think, in the last episode, but I got, like, Predator 2 vibes from I think you Hatchet said that about 3. the second one. I might have referenced Predator <laughs> in the second, but yeah, this one definitely felt more of like a a full like kind of squad moving in to take out this fucking like swamp. It's hard not to put all of them in because each one of them introduces classic old school horror actors into it. So it's hard not to like just out of respect put them all in. And the third one had Derek Mears. This uh, last one had Felissa Rose. So it's like, I almost want to put them all in just because of that. But had Mikey from the uh, Impractical Jokers. Dude, I mean, I, they, I mean, they all kind of do deserve their own spot in the House of a Thousand Horrors. I mean, but have we ever done that for a series? I don't think this could this be the first series technically. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even really done that many series. Candyman, definitely, we couldn't do that. Yeah, it's just two and three was awful. Yeah, the I mean, continuation. It's kind of like, dude, Hatchet is like the Expendables. <laughs> you know, they put them all They're, in there. That, yeah, I mean, fucking, yeah, all the the Schwarzenegger, Seagal, fucking, uh, all of them, dude. There's a million. They're all fucking teaming up for a different thing, but all doing the thing they do gonna be a house of a thousand horrors cinematic universe man yeah i mean that's what hatchet is doing man and then it's it's always something to look forward to on the next one like damn who are they gonna like bring back i could see like nancy uh from nightmare on elm street would be in it yeah oh my god i didn't even think about that yeah dude There's what so kind of many. icon are they gonna have as a character in this they could do like uh stew from uh scream or fucking Jamie Kennedy. Say, they should, I don't think they ever had a Scream cast member, had they? No. But yeah, you could do any of the Scream, especially the Jamie Kennedy, because everybody's been wanting him or Stu to come back. <laughs> so like that would be a great one. I mean, there's a lot of options. Yeah. But yeah, that's the rating. Are we just saying one and two are in it, or are we saying all four? Uh, I'm... I mean, fucking, I'm down for all four because all of them had like their own, like they brought something new to the table. Like two was just more of one, which is what we wanted. Three added more of a kind of balls to the walls kind of comedy violence. Yeah, they tried for something like yeah, the whole they, SWAT attack, which is funny in itself. Action packed, yeah, out of the four. Yeah, well, so I do the like that is, they tried. It was a very close, tight narrative of, you know, just these like what six survivors. Yeah, it, it was so short, like pretty, pretty straightforward. <laughs> That's what you get yeah. out of Hatchet. You're not going to get lost in the plot. 
<laughs> You're not going to get lost in the swamp either. No, you probably will. So that's it, man. That's the Hatchet series. We have to say bye. Uh, it's going to suck as soon as we end off this series. They're going to announce the fifth one. That's fine. No, but then we can just pick it up, throw it in the mix. That is true. Same with yeah, a leprechaun. Cool. Bro. If leprechaun comes out. Uh, but yeah, I do want to announce the episode, but I'll wait. Why don't you, why don't you tell them all the, the socials all the, and fun stuff. All the social calls. Yeah, guys, honestly, uh, please, if you have an opinion about either of the four uh, Bit Crowley hatchet movies you want to send us through a personal message, a strongly worded email, you can catch us at house of the number 1000 horrors at gmail.com. If you want to pick up some funny ass posts on Twitter or Instagram, we're going to be starting something, you know, we're going to be kicking some some high gears into. We're going to be posting way more often than I normally have. So it's a real big achievement for me, dude. We're going wow. to want to catch that. Our handle is at house one K horrors, you know, pop by stop, check us out. The spiciest memes. Spi- maybe like a three out of five spicy. Um, also, I have more stickers coming, so feel free. I will send you a sticker. Yeah, please check your public urinals. Uh, we'll, we'll be posting them. Big old oh, fat yeah. stack. Yeah, yeah, I'm look, vandalizing. Look the stained white ceramic urinals. I'm out there vandalizing. That's where we... No, dude, that's called renovating. Oh, shit, okay. It's different. Well, the next movie is something yeah, please. I have no actual basis of but looks interesting I think it makes it more interesting honestly I want to say the title right so you're going to give me one second <laughs> oh no it's going to be like the curtain La or whatever. I got too many fucking tabs dude. no it's English I just there we go it's called Let's Scare Jessica to Death from 1971 Let's Scare Jessica to Death wow yeah we're going we're going way back we're going back to like uh Getting your time machine. Yeah, what? Yeah, my timeline, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, I'll see you for Let's Scare Jessica to Death. All right, dude. Let's do it, man. That sounds fun. No, we are doing it. It's not a suggestion. Yeah, That's what we're doing. Scaring her to death. Oh, yeah. Let's do that, too. Yeah, like, like fuck Jessica, dude. All right. See ya. <laughs> All right. I'm off that bit. Goodbye. All right, bye. That was a fun. All right, bye. Yeah, no. I, I, I know. I know. I'll literally stop recording. I no, I haven't. I'm sticking my guns. Actually, we know that matters because my recording doesn't matter anymore, huh? I literally have to leave, dude. I gotta go. Fuck, okay. <laughs> <laughs>